Welcome to Your Music is Bad and You Should Feel Bad. This is Matt Lee, and today's episode started out about symphonic metal, but eventually the topic turned to women in metal in general. And luckily, Rod and Kelly were here, so we had a woman, and uh, this shouldn't get us kicked off the internet. But instead, I felt we made real progress, and I'd say we set the feminist movement ahead a good five to ten minutes. Then we talked about my sugar for no reason, and eventually how rock music in the 90s was all about how hard it is to be a middle-class white person. talking about, about approaching the whole female oh female fronted issue yeah <laughs> issue uh um, yes. i'm happy you know i'm happy to continue talking I'm cool. happy about to you continue talking well too. i mean we can also work in that semblant thing uh that's another good that's a good example of uh we got a girl to sing oh. but but should you have oh like, i forgot or, about that could you, have one see, you could sing this better it was so yeah, bad right. i forgot right. that i sent this to you right, right do you guys know this band no. Uh, no, he told no. us about we it last week. When yeah. we were here. She's like kind of cute, right? Well, clearly, is why she's in but, the yeah. but if you go on her Instagram, like, she's better when she's been produced. <laughs> <laughs> she's um, not terrible, but it's just like I don't know. But like, ever like the band, the band's pretty bad. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of heavy Montreal crossover. I feel like yeah. From can you play discussion. a can you yeah. play a sample? Oh, oh, I can. For us. <laughs> so I can hear this. Yeah. Stylistically, what is it? I, I mean, don't know. Like, really generic, crappy yeah. metal. South American <laughs> super power right. metal. Like, I don't know. Ned Flanders crappy no. metal? What? <laughs> no. I told you about that. They did the whole episode oh, about yeah. gimmick metal. Oakley, and one of them was. Oakley. Well, Oakley. I was. Oakley, Matt, Matt Matt that, and, was that was Jamie, yeah. Matt and yeah. Jamie did it. Right. I, couldn't, I couldn't stand it oh. to be on that episode. It was so terrible. <laughs> Oakley, Oakley. <laughs> you want the terrible visual? What? It's back. It's just backwards. Now are they an American band? No, or? they're like Brazilian oh, or something. It. Oh, okay. Of course, she's lying down. Yeah, Cleavage first up. thing is like her inner. No, no. But outfit. look how look. She's like like I said. She's kind of attractive. She's hot. Yeah. The other members aren't just like generic metal dudes looking. Uh, some of them are like actively unattractive. Also, his dance moves. I like her outfit. Right. Her <laughs> outfit is really the thing. Yeah. Like you only have to be moderately attractive, but wearing that, and I will totally talk to you. <laughs> Male vocalist, it's probably his band because he's. Yeah, because why else would you let him be in the front? Right. Yeah, the vocals aren't a fit. Oh, hold on, give it a give it a minute. Let's see. See, they're a Beauty and the Beast band. Yeah. Okay, you lost me there. Yeah. Right. The problem is he's not good. Yeah. Yeah. She. Well, this is reminiscent of like. I don't get how 90s, her vocals fit Evanescence with the type heaviness right. of the Evanescence, music. yes. Yeah. That is That's really what this is now. Yeah, this is yeah. the chorus. Guilty as a slave, 
Okay, so she's a choral singer. First off. Maybe. Why? Because of straight tone? Very good. I do have well, four music doesn't... degrees. <laughs> I will say she has she has a pretty it's not hard to listen to, I will say oh, that. She's not, I mean, she's, she's not also horrible. obviously auto-tuned like crap, Well, right? no, that's what I'm saying. It, but, it, and, but it's also, it's sing-songy. Like, the phrasing is really not interesting. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. kind of like that that, that kind of sighing, sighing kind of vocals, you know, where it's like you're not pushing much into it, you know? It's like you don't want to overpower yourself with vocals much, but you want to at least try, you know? And she's just kind of like... We're going along with it, and that's fine. Well, you got your standard motor rhythm guitars. Yeah. The rhythm is very... Play wah. every eighth note. Yeah. Every eighth <laughs> note. Well, no, it's the catatonia. Yeah. Yeah, it's like there's two, there's two melodies in the whole song, and they just keep repeating Yeah, they keep them. repeating them, yeah. But this guy's mugging is, like, the best part. No, it's so bad. I know. Well, it reminds me of Disturbed and Evanescence and Seether. That's and a lot of terrible bands. I know, and that's, <laughs> that's why I'm, so I'm not entirely impressed with that, no. No, this um, band, I found this band, and I was, and I was totally, like, I wonder what their angle is. Yeah, jeez. Because it's, it's about like, it like boob level and like to the side. So, okay, course, so why are they always lying down face first? Oh, right, because the cleavage. For, you know. for everyone who, who has not seen that video, uh, you need to know what it is. is um, so she's wearing like this thing that's cut down the middle and then laced up. Yeah. So she has like major like like leave on the inside basically oh. it's like everything's shredded but it's kept together with like lacing if you want to see all it, over the, the, band is, the band is called semblant s-e-m-b-l-a-n-t which is a word but i don't think I they don't really know what it means no. yeah <laughs> um, they're just like that sounds cool and the song hmm. is what lies ahead they actually have like several videos they have several videos yeah uh which rightly so, because that's their best angle. <laughs> yeah. Everybody like. Well, if maybe they have fewer band members in the future right. videos. Yeah. I will say that even the other dudes in the band, while they do, uh, like, somebody at least picked out clothes for everybody. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no. I didn't see like the oh, computer yeah. programmer dude. R right. Nobody. Like, nobody has a ponytail and like just a band T-shirt. Yeah. Like, right. They, yeah. they put yeah. some thought into this. Right. They were the wrong thoughts, but, <laughs> but we can yeah. tell you made an effort, so points for... Yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's huge in Brazil. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like if Disturbed decided to include a female vocalist along with... Um, if they were a Beauty and the Beast band? Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty much... And, you know, it's, it's not even that good. Like, it, I mean, which is saying something because Disturbed is horrible, but... Um, I mean, You're not down with the sickness? No, <laughs> not really. Waka waka. Waka waka. waka. Waka yeah. Waka. What was that? Waka Waka. Yeah. So yeah, she she had a very plain vocal. Right. It's just yeah. very line. unremarkable. Right. It's unremarkable. Yeah. There's no was, range. You can yeah. tell she has no range too because they and that's what what I call the choral line. It's like the the choral range. You know. Oh, you just sing a. 
you just yeah, yeah, yeah like right immediate. you're able to sing your part yeah which and that's it when she's an alto so her part is usually oh her part's usually, oh, three, usually notes. three notes yeah so yeah. she's singing an alto part to a song where she's supposed yeah. to be singing the lead where their their voices <laughs> can be very rich though i mean i love altos but oh, yeah, altos no, I, like I alone i vastly prefer altos but there's a reason sopranos. why altos are not uh, soloists i, I believe you it know was Frank Zappa, who said, that's why God invented rocket launchers when asked about Sopranos <laughs> or uh, something right? like that. Yeah. Uh, but altos are, are not soloists, you know, and they generally aren't. They can be well, yeah, if they the bring some that's soul they, they to it. They could be but, if they but, didn't suck or whatever. Did, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. It's a perfectly valid vocal range. Yeah. You can write stuff for you it. You can write stuff for it. But, you know, it's just, uh, you know, people who can, people have different ranges and they can, they can all sound great. Uh, on their own if they haven't been singing in a chorus their entire life yeah covered up by everyone else and then they're like well i can sing in a group why don't i just go sing by myself yeah well, no yeah. and then they don't actually even, they don't even know what they sound like they're used to hearing exactly. a room full of people right. exactly and which is well, why she's auto-tuned as also shit. A, probably in a very forgiving space too right yeah. yeah yeah well they probably they probably were in this like the same kind of choir i was in which uh uh, I like to call idiot choir. It was university chorus, but I call it idiot choir because there was no audition and yeah. anyone in the university could be in it. Or like when I went to yeah. music school and I was actually forced to be in choir despite the fact yeah. that I didn't want I had to, to. No, that, but I had to do it because it was the only way to fill a certain requirement <laughs> as a guitar player. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't be in the orchestra or the jazz band or whatever or grad school we, all, we just all had to be in chorus yeah, yeah. Was well, i was like, it was like you had to be in a large ensemble and it was like well i'm a guitar player it's so like I guess you're well, in singing if if you wanted to you could be in a good choir but then you'd have to try yeah and again we were guitar <laughs> players so there's just like five guitar players in every university chorus in the back like <laughs> all right bros let's knock this shit out i i i have to not be to in sing chorus too loud <laughs> right one year. pretty much I had to be in chorus one year, but only because I, I was performing a, a lead in the musical. And the, it was like this weird thing where the, the, the musical department was like against the drama department and the drama. And they both did their own separate things. And you could only be a part of the choral music productions if you actually were in chorus. But they wanted me to lead anyways. But then they were like, well, can you just join chorus? I was like, okay, fine. Under the demo. Okay. You know, but and so it, it was just... I was always, but I was, I was never great at chorus because I kept being told to be quiet. You know, <laughs> if, if you have a soloist type of voice, you're not right. going to blend well, which is why, you know, there's a difference between, you know, that's why I call her voice. It's not bad. It's just, it's meant to be with other voices. In yeah, order she'd be to, like an acceptable backup singer. Yeah. Whereas, you, you know, so I, when I was in chorus, it parts. was like, I, there was one lady who stopped one, one day and she goes, Ladies, if I wanted you to sound 10 years older than you really are, I'd tell you to. So the, the soprano's over here and her hand's like hovering right over me. And it's like, just need to quiet down a little bit and just try to sound a little younger. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, I don't even know how to like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> so I couldn't, I couldn't really do that. But so that's why I'm saying, you know, she sounds very, very plain, you know, mm. on her own. Yeah, so yeah, this was just some band I randomly found one day. Yeah. I was like, check this bullshit out. Another <laughs> but, uh, one. But I don't I don't mean to like derail I don't know I don't know what it was that well, we were, you, what we point you wanted we to make. We were talking about female vocals. We were gonna so. get into the uh, the your music is bad, low hanging fruit of the <laughs> symphonic metal <laughs> Oh sh oh shit. Uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah which is for right, it's like fish of, in a barrel. The of, problem is I haven't listened to any of that garbage in so long well, that don't I don't even to. know. It all sounds the same. Yeah, it hasn't changed in any way. Well I don't even know what 
the bands are. Like the every new example of it I hear sounds the same, but like potentially slightly like more bland or like it's never it's never anything like interesting in in a different way. It's different in like a less interesting way. Like it's more bland or like they didn't buy like their fake symphonic stuff. It was literally just the guy holding right. his string patches, which usually it is. But you know, sometimes they try to like, like at least Epica. I guess when they got some money or whatever, and and there are cheap orchestras in the Netherlands or whatever. So they're Oslo. just like uh, the Oslo. Yeah, the Mikolskik the Mikolskik Symphony the, Orchestra the symphonic, is not crap. So well, no, that's and, uh, we're just, we were pretty... talking in the, recently about uh, the Oslo Symphony Orchestra. Uh, on the last episode, Oslo Phil. They're the, the cheap. Phil. Yeah, they're the cheap Eastern European <laughs> orchestra you yeah. go to. We at some uh, point, but they play so the in general. In general, orchestras in Europe are, are cheaper, and so and they're not unionized. There's that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So they're not unionized. And and Scandinavia. We won't go there. <laughs> and Scandinavia. All these metal bands have been, you know, like we got strings on this one. So that's probably yeah. like a significant. Uh, contribution yeah. to the economy of <laughs> uh, right recording all those Dimmu Borgir albums. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you got that nuclear blast money. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the whole oh man. So the thing. So f- first of all, we can talk about how within this little uh, rampantly incestuous uh, subgenre, it like one of the basic criteria is that. You have a woman singing, right? Yeah, like, yeah that well, so alone is I, a weird. I feel like I feel like there's point. Like, where's the male symphonic? I, I feel, yeah, I feel like, right. I yeah. feel like there's point we need to make first, so this doesn't. Right. Even though we do have a woman on this episode, so it yes. doesn't sound horribly misogynist. <laughs> right. Is that I just want to like name a few bands that totally did female vocals on metal, right? Like yeah. and it totally yeah. rules. Okay. okay. Angela's band Drake Collapse. Oh yeah, totally Definitely. rules. You don't necessarily know that she's a woman, be, like half the time because. There's harsh and clean vocals, but she sings both of them. That album is amazing. Um, Ramzet's Escape. Yeah, Ramzet is one of I my love favorite Ramzet. albums. Yeah, uh, yes. Pure Therapy and Intra are good, but but Escape is is super awesome. With the exception yeah. of the first track where she sings above her range, yeah. and you can tell like she's straining and she's so. breathing. But uh, after that first track, she sounds really great. <laughs> uh, Two Mara have one good album. They do have um, one. I've only listened to one. So. It's the it's uh, what's it called? Transcendental. Yes. That's like if I was if I were gonna make like a pro a quote unquote prog like as in not progressive album, <laughs> and yeah. I was gonna do it by numbers, like that like that's the album. <laughs> it's so it's it checks all the box boxes, but it does it very well. Like it's it's yeah. totally not. You're not gonna hear. It's not gonna change your life, but it's a solid listen. Um, that's for that one's done very well. Um, as far as like Beauty and the Beast bands go, mm. Aurora had this one album, Aos, but no one heard it because it came out when metal was totally dead in like 2000 or 2001. Um, I've literally never talked to anyone about this album. Like I, I literally know of no other person alive who's ever heard this band. Or How this do you album. spell that? Aurora, like oh. like an Aos. Aurora, like. Oh, EOS. EOS, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, that's, yeah, that's what comes to mind off the top of my head. I'm well, probably forgetting some, I can, some I other can bands at least that say did it well. My, I, my, I personally think the best female metal vocalist is Floor Jansen, yes. but I also don't like any band she's ever been in. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it's one of those things where like, well, I think she's great, but I, I, I want like somebody who would write something that I would like to write 
something. Think, I think it's right. Angela, So Mark Jansen, Mark Jansen was on. Oh well, I mean, she's, she's not doing anything, right? But that's just but so she's not yeah. in. She's right, busy right, being a mom in be, Canada. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fine, and and <laughs> like sure. we should like write stuff for her to sing on or something. But uh, for now, the point is like active like person who sings in metal and still she's, hasn't. Her, her talent is great. She is she is very talented. Yeah. She has a solid. Uh, belting on top of an operatic flair to it. So she's not strictly an operatic sound in a lot of her songs, but she can be if need be for so like what is she saying on? So um Invisible Circle Forever After Forever and now she's the lead singer singer of Nightwish now. Didn't hear it. Yeah. Yeah so but she's a star one and oh, she was my favorite awful awful album. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Wait. So is so that's the, her and her did sister. Did she sing live? Is, yeah. Are they the ones wearing the silver yes. suits in the background? I yes. do not. Know okay. That. I do not recall thinking that they sucked. I remember. Yeah. I just was thinking like this. Is, this is the worst stage show, <laughs> and this music is so dumb. But I don't remember thinking these people don't know how to play and or sing. Yeah. Yeah. Russ had some nice dance moves in that too, with his and his lines. No idea what that. And then and then the dude, the like Billy Sheehan wannabe from the future, like oh man, so great. (sighs) That whole thing. Have you guys seen this DVD? Star I have it, like, no, like, no, like one year, I like made us. It was like you, me, Jeremy, and Sarah. I bought it. Okay, and we yeah, watched it. Like, we have to watch it off. because it this is yeah. so dumb. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, well, I she think... was. Uh, just to add, she was also in I'm, Mayan. High Moon. Yeah, yeah. Mayan. Uh, yeah. Mark Jansen's side project. Also, did not hear that. Right, but that's yeah. another thing. That's for, right, I, right. I, I sponsored them at Brock Power one year. Well, Mark Jansen is largely. I I would like to hold him largely responsible for a lot of this because he's behind both Epica. And Mayan, and after forever, after forever. Although somebody like there was something, there was someone else inherently that, less sucky yeah. in that. So I assume right when he left, he, it got worse. I mean, his what he was involved with got worse. Without, so I don't know. I didn't really get into after forever, but I could hear at least close, ever. closer yeah. to something that I could have listened after, to. After forever, I didn't get into it. So after forever had a more uh, mainstream sound to it, to be quite honest, than Epica ever though. did. They were more of a prog band. Um, their or earlier albums were so so. The one Energize Me, their last album, um, I guess it was called Energize Me. I don't know, but it has had a song called Energize Me. It was so poppy. Um, it it well, got way had, more mainstream as it went already? along. Because he, he left maybe. a while before I can't, they were. Maybe he may yeah. have left. He left. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. When he was in it, they were proggy, but again, there was somebody else. So I feel like. You know, yeah, that's maybe he where left it, and went to Epica, yeah. and it turned into Epica, and then and Epica. Mayan, in my opinion, and then Mayan you know, is apparently him being even more like I need a separate thing that's even more about me. Well, he he, he enjoyed and, doing the, the the gruff vocals. I think he started wanting to do that more than he was able to do in Epica. Um, so I think that's pretty much what happened with that. And then you know, so it's just different. But Epica. Started out. If you've ever followed them from conception to now, you know you have. How much can you really do with symphonic metal? Well, I mean, because it is symphonic is of a classical element. Uh, you should use orchestral kind right. of well, elements to it. But um, some, a lot of people do it bad. Right, and is there someone who does it good? If you were literally, if you're, I if you're think cri- but if Epica, your criteria, have you to the newest Epica? If your criteria, no, because I heard old Epica and was like, I'm never okay. listening See, to and, this ever. And that's, and that, there, therein lies the problem because they're, they're most recent, uh, they're doing a lot with the Mikulski Symphony Orchestra. Uh, they do a lot, uh, who has a, you know, they're, they're great, right? Um, they're a lot cleaner uh, classically now than they've ever been. And they weren't even using but it, much. But is it using like a several hundred year old musical vocabulary? 
700-year-old music. Several hundred. I don't think they even have like, the is it tonal and like... Oh, it's definitely yes. tonal. Oh, okay. Super then I probably it's, wouldn't want to listen honestly, to it. Yeah, no, honestly, it sounds like uh, the more orchestral they get, it's just a matter of like, okay, we were able to hire musicians now. But right, like, musically, which is, it's pretty much the same. Ultimately, it's, it, it is that. It is that, that they're, they're getting more exposure. They're able to hire more um, and use more people. But it sounds good. And, you know... Uh, I I like Floor the best, uh, female vocal and metal, but I do think Simone has come a long way. Uh, she's come a long way since Phantom Agony. Um, she's definitely improved a lot with her vocal range. Uh, and, you know, she does try and stand out vocally a little bit more than she has in the past because previously she did kind of have the thin vocal line. But it was also rich uh, when she would uh, expand on the high notes uh, at the top. She would She would actually do a pretty good job. Um, but she just had to grow into it. And I think over time, you know, you've got, uh, a lot of different albums that everyone liked. Um, what was it? Consigned to Oblivion. Cause that was more their in- right. instrumental. Wait, well, who, I wouldn't say everyone Who are we talking it? about? Who's consigned to Oblivion? Most people who like Epica. soundtracks, movie oh, soundtracks, okay. you know, cause that's I pretty much I wouldn't mind if Epica were consigned to Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's all no, right. I know. That's part of the point of the show yeah, is right. that people can, are allowed yeah. to yeah. have you're allowed to have that. Exactly. You're allowed to. And uh, well, but again, I think it, it draws these things in. were like the real issue. I mean, I'm not a fan of Epica, but what bothers me even more is that everything that's followed it, right, it's, that's it's gotten where I'm going even with this worse. Right. Yeah. Right. And like the, the copycat bands, the copycat are bands. terrible. Oh. It's, it's horrible. Evergrey has occasional female vocals. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. What? And, yeah, uh, and, yeah. And, and she's pretty good. It's, it's Tom's his, wife. It's Tom's yeah. wife. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Karina, uh, like, uh, even as oh, far yeah, as... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard that. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. as far right. back as Dark Discovery. And she fits his style. She's not... She does. She's all, like, soulful and right. stuff. Right, it's very, yes, very complimentary. Yeah. It, yeah. it complements really well with what they're doing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The, uh, but, you know, I think these, these bands have a place, though, even though they're not... Oblivion. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, no. I couldn't help it. Like, no. It was just well, here, okay, here's so the thing, though. So the problem is, there's 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 probably a lot of room they could be exploring with it. Yeah, but they're I not doing like, right. And I feel like it. it's partially as like a, it's they're following the the model that goes back to Nightwish. Yes, which is right. We done found a singer. Like nobody wants to. Be, okay, I'm I'm making this part up. <laughs> but this is this is Matt's basically is, yacht rock like fictionalization. Right. This is of my fictionalization the, of of how Nightwish the came about, of, partially of based song. on reality, but partially not. Yeah. Is, is, oh, this is gonna is, be good. So you got I might agree Tuomas uh, is the keyboardist Tuomas. and he writes everything, and he's like, you know, nobody wants to be in my metal band, and <laughs> we'll go to the local conservatory and yeah, find a, so find a opera go, chick. Yeah, I'll go find an opera singer, right? And who does not listen to metal and does not yeah. particularly care for metal. Right, she doesn't. But yeah. hey, a job that isn't in opera, because the opera world is a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, apparently, especially for opera singers. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a night mm-hmm. wish. It's not it's a, a night wish. Wow. Right. Turn, yeah. turn that nightmare <laughs> into, into a, a night, night wish. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that sounds like some, something like... The total, like, English is not my first language, and I wrote these metal lyrics about it. <laughs> like yes. a dude from Finland who has well, a yeah. band like Nightwish. <laughs> right. Maybe that's where or, the name comes from. Or Evergrey. Oh, maybe that's these, oh, like... Yeah, Evergrey. No, Evergrey yeah. is my favorite, like, wrong English. It's amazing. <laughs> no, dude, we talk about this day. No, Recreation re- day? No, I, recreation I tell, day. I tell people about Recreation Day all the time. <laughs> right. Like, people who don't yeah. know about metal, I tell them about Recreation Day. Matt has a yacht <laughs> version of it. And then, um, and then the the whole thing about um, the feeling of never being alone. The feeling like, of never being lonely. Oh, never being oh, lonely. And it's yeah. like, 
Yeah, yeah. No, this, what you mean is someone is watching you all yeah, the time. Right, There's right. a huge, like... The feeling of never being alone. Well, only it's of never being lonely, <laughs> which sounds terrific. Uh, yeah. Like, right. Right. most people are There's like, always somebody you can count on. <laughs> you're never you're alone. You're never alone. So it's okay. like they keep accidentally... It's supposed to be, like, the darkest, most, like, like gloomy thing, and they keep accidentally saying something wonderful like, and lighthearted. Yeah. Like, a rec- my recreation every morning day. is the beginning of a recreation day. day. That <laughs> sounds like, fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Right. It sounds oh, totally... Is that like a yeah. break day? Like a day yeah. to, like, just like, do recreational <laughs> activities? What? It sounds no. terrific. Yeah. But anyways, but yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, we're, we're not just talking about female vocalists here, but, but right. symphonic metal more generally. Yeah. So, so, here's, I would, okay, so here's the other part would, of it. So, so, so you hire the opera singer, but you're, but he's still the guy writing his, his metal stuff. And it's mostly with Nightwish, it was purely keyboards, right? At least for a long time. They yeah. didn't even bother. There was no real. They had a lot of acoustic with was, some keyboard. Yeah. And, and yeah. so they didn't really. Wait, how many? The first Nightwish album I heard was Oceanborn. There are definitely electric guitars on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, they they didn't use like symphonic instruments. instruments. They didn't hire like an actual string section for a while. Okay. Because whereas uh, symphonic metal is called that because they lean on that like crazy. They're just like, oh, not only am I using my string pads. But there are actual strings that we paid to play the same notes. <laughs> also, they're playing the same notes. Well, yes, right. Uh, yeah. Well, hence the Hollywood. Oh, that's how they do oh, it. Hollywood. On the keyboard. Right. I mean, so that's you know, as a listener, you know, not to get off your track here, yeah. but as a listener, for me, when you have a bombastic uh, genre like metal and then a similarly bombastic genre like symphonic or classical, combining the two, it's very dramatic. Hasn't well, it it. It could be, but it also I feel like they they rob it robs the music of the dynamics that you kind of expect from some bombast. It's like there's ne- there's never enough valleys or the yeah. the, like the tension extra bombast. It's all up here, you know. The, when you have the tension state yeah. all the time, your brain reappropriates right. the tension state into the release state. There you Wagner go. knew this, but I right. just I Origin find myself listening to symphonic metal, and I find and I've I'm, I've used this term around Kelly, I find it to be a little bland because there isn't that the the dynamics. Exactly. There's there's, there's, there's a loss of dynamics. Plus in order to, you're filling all that space with your orchestral stuff. It's, it also means you have to mix down the guitars to fit with it. Well, right. right. That's the thing about when you, so when you do production, right, the thing that like a lot of band, like right engineers really hate bands is right. Because they're always like, can we have more? Can we have more? Can we, it's like, no, it's a zero-sum game. Like, if you get more of something, you get less of something else. Right. And so, like, there's very limited frequency space. <laughs> yeah. And, and right, so it's like, well, if you have all the stuff, what, like, yeah. you, do you need it? That's the Probably other part, not. is there's, there's, yeah, there's no real consideration for the frequency space of the orchestral instruments right. they choose. Right. And how they match with, like, guitars, which is why a lot of the time mm-hmm. the guitars just become this extra little, like, weak layer. Like a rhythm instrument. Well, me- right. And in and, and, and the defense of Epica, though, I, I feel like they've done a better job than anything out there, really, other than I some other things. I wouldn't disagree, but, but I'm not saying that's because they're that good. I'm just saying they're I'm, less I'm terrible either. than I, everything that tries okay. to be like them. Right. But, you know, they have their place, and I would argue that this brings people into... They're gateway bands. I mean, come on. That's, that's right. what saying, they really that's are. Well, this is what I'm saying. You know? there, there's so much that if, if you're... Say, if your criteria are, you know, uh, occasionally operatic vocals and symphonic elements, if you actually... 
if you actually did go and steal some shit from classical music, it would be a lot in- more interesting. Right. Right. Like that. Th- I'm getting the impression that most of these bands are like, oh, yeah, symphonic. It's like metal and classical. But I've never listened to classical music. <laughs> right. And well, there is that. You know, I've heard Mozart. Sure. Like, okay. But then like. And then I watched t- Mozart in the so, jungle once. Right. Right. And so then they're just layering. They're like, this is. This is this classical, classical music. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, so band yeah. nerds, band yeah. nerds would generally end up liking the symphonic stuff, okay? Um, speaking as no, a former no, band nerd. No, you're right. When when I went to conservatory, I remember like there were some people who like wanted to be edgier than conservatory but didn't know how. <laughs> and like and I was, you know, obviously the metal dude, and I remember right, they didn't want to listen to Edge of Sanity and and death and you know carcass right. they ended up wanting to listen to i don't remember what but like this kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. but i like i said the point that i've been trying to make for a while mm. is that it is gateway and if you have people i mean if, if that's all they know maybe they're a band nerd maybe they're they're just a technical geek and they they know they like classical they're not necessarily going to be like oh i'm you know this high self-esteem person who's obsessed with it you know and that's all yeah. i want to well, listen to but that they want to know some other some other things. Maybe they they get into this, they listen to it, and then that draws them to another band and another band and leads them down this path so, where they're they're listening to all sorts of metal. Be, before I make a generalization, um, let me ask. So have you you've been to Epica shows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and have you have you been to Epica shows? Was yeah, I've seen name? them three or four times. Um, so I mean, I, I saw them. I've seen them. Whatever. But I would say. <laughs> But I mostly saw them at Prague Powers. So would you say that their audience appears, even though this is still sort of anecdotal, to primarily yeah. be more skewed towards female? Like, is them, they have a primarily... I don't think so. Do you think... Or do you think it's like 50-50? Or do you think it's like I think, equal? Cause no. it so seems... I... Well, okay. And then we get into another another discussion on women in metal and how we're bringing women in metal and why right. that's important and why right. and guys need to stop about. getting so fucking butthurt right, right, right. This over is why, girls this is coming why into metal via this. female metal Be- bands. Before I, before I, I make a, a yeah. guess about, about things and how it is good that it's a gateway... Yeah. Uh, before I make a generalization about how many, I mean, clearly they have a female, like My they own have a, a large female audience. Yeah. I'm just guess trying to guess whether or not they have an equivalent male audience because I haven't seen. Okay, I think males who are into a classical background, and I'm not talking about you, but you know, people who not someone who's degreed like this but someone who has a general right. interest just, like general dad, interest in classical dad. music that's where i'm getting to yeah. so my father um he is a, an electrical engineer okay he's like super you know particles and physics and stuff like that and he's a very smart guy right um and he likes classical he listens to beethoven mm-hmm. he listens to bach he listens to classical music he listens to it and yeah. he played a played the clarinet band nerd right that's why i'm talking about band nerds mm-hmm. you know and yeah. so i played epica for him and he loves it. He absolutely loves it because it does follow a general classical background and element. And then, you know, for him, it was something new being, you know, his uh, 62 years, you know, 62 yeah. years old. He thought it was a little harder than what he's listening to. He's a little out of the out, outside the box. But for us as people who have grown up with, you know, Anthrax and Slayer and, and all that stuff, it's kind of like, okay, that's new. That's different. And we really like that. But um, not everyone. And, you know, it has its niche. But yeah. that's cool. But he got into it. And now he's, now he's into things like Insomnium and Winter Sun. Mm. Okay? Because Epica 
in particular included Mark Jensen, who did the Cookie Monster vocals, right? And you get a lot of people from the classical era trying to get into this stuff, and they're like, metal, well, that's got all the growling and the and the screaming vocals, right? Mm-hmm. I can't do that. And you're like, well, just, just wait, just wait, just wait. And, you, you know, when you introduce it in little increments, like Epica did throughout throughout their albums, it, it gives people a chance to get used to it yeah. because he got used to it. And then later on, he, now he's listening to things like Winter Sun and Insomnium and, and, and other things. Uh, you know, he, he got into a little bit of anthrax at one point, you know, so yeah. he, right. that makes sense. gateways. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, and that's, yeah, it, 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 it some people, they're not the pinnacle of all metal people, by any means. Some people, <laughs> these uh, symphonic uh, metal uh, bands are not the pinnacle of all metal. Some they're people just... need acclimation in order to exactly. appreciate metal. And exactly. So something like that. That's sometime. what I'm saying. Because you can't just go in and say, Hey, you want to get into metal and play them some Slayer or anthrax. And they're going to yeah. be like, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I would, play him Slayer, anyone Slayer Anthrax <laughs> for any reason. Well, I, I say that because... I want to hear why I don't like Slayer right. Anthrax. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not even saying <laughs> that in the no, sense no, that no, I no. am, but yeah. I'm saying like, right. Right. starting right. from a generic base right. level like, metal, I don't, like... I, don't, I, I, you know. I was trying to explain to Jamie why like, I totally get why you're not into Meshuggah, but also Meshuggah's awesome regardless. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you... Right. Just... But so... I was trying to explain that to him, but fully from the point of view that, like, I'm not trying to even convince you to listen. He's right. like, maybe I should. Like, no, no, no. I'm not even trying to convince you to listen to it. No. I'm just trying to let you know, like, because I didn't actually actively listen to Meshuggah for a very long time either for the same reasons, mm-hmm. is that I had no interest no in anything interest in without a vocal melody in it yeah. at the time. Yeah. So for a long time, I was just like, I, chugga, just, chugga. I was, where's the little singing melody but no there's not there it's there's just not gah, there chugga chugga yeah so yeah, yeah. Right. I just comment for everyone yes. listening at home Matt's Meshuggah face on that line was excellent it was pretty good yeah <laughs> yes um, well yeah. I don't even I mean I don't even like Meshuggah that much <laughs> but <laughs> I I'm willing to acknowledge that their uh, influence on metal in this era right. is right. huge right. yeah but and then i mean don't like not, the crap not necessarily that in a good I don't, way. No, I don't either <laughs> i would say oh speaking of which oh, i don't know if i should do it. yeah no it's fine he's, he doesn't listen to it anyway um the <laughs> speaking of people who don't okay so speaking of the influence and people like not properly like tr- like oh yeah translating this the influence, needs this needs to be um, said so uh you guys are familiar with uh imminent sonic destruction no ISD. I'm familiar with them <laughs> Luck, because you. you talk about it right. on the uh-oh. show. They, so. uh-oh. I, I'm, I'm friends with the dude. They're with sweater vest. They're what? they're uh, that's their gimmick. The dude wears a sweater vest. They've opened for Pain of Salvation and Fate's Warning now on tour. So I don't know. Some people have heard of them. Uh, so the other day, the dude who is the lead guy and he wears a sweater vest. Uh, he posted on Facebook a clip of something he was working on. And he was like, so like he, he's, he, there's like hashtags and the joke. And then the actual video, he says it too. And he's so excited and he's like laughing. He's like, I'm so sorry, Meshuggah, but I am just ripping you guys off. And then he plays (laughs) something that in no way, like shows any comprehension of Meshuggah. Right. Like, well, my, my understanding (laughs) of Meshuggah's contribution that it's largely the gent, which is kind of like, a thing. No, now. that's what no, that's and what then, people took from it. Okay, right. But when right. It, look when I was in conservatory I was gonna say the the next would be the polyrhythms, right? Or those are the two main The multimetricity. Like but yeah. the, but it's there's a lot more than that because the deal is um like when I was in music school, I would never try to convince anyone that, that like you know they that 
they're missing out by not listening to metal except Mashuga. I was always like, I was like, Mashuga is an important turning, like nothing is an important turning point, not in heavy music, but in all music, because there's a lot going on there. So first of all, like it sets up the, uh, you know, everyone's familiar, right. With like the gentiness and the, and the, the multimetricity and, and the polyrhythmic systems. But the thing is within the, their highly brutal, like driving framework, they, displayed a large-scale architecture that largely was absent if, say, you were listening to, like, grind music or, or blurcore or anything like that. And so um, there's a lot going on because basically they're the whole reason the extended range thing really took off, right? Because what people forget is that Ibanez made seven strings and then they stopped because right. no one wanted them. Right, because yes. it was like corn was cool for five minutes, and then it wasn't. Right. And and it was it literally was Mushuga that like turned the whole extended range thing on again. That's and, right. You talked about out and, in the and too the, many strings episode. Right. Yeah. Yes. And, <laughs> yes. Check but, out our but, too many strings. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, like, they for them, it's like they're you know they're so oftentimes what happens in music is you have this thing where someone comes up with like this new thing. And, and so it's important, like, because it's new, but it's not necessarily, like, that good. And then someone else sort of perfects right, it. Perfect but it's bizarre it. because Meshuggah, when they did nothing, that was the first example of this thing. And it's, to this day, still the best. Like, it's not, it, it wasn't, like, this weird thing that you're like, oh, that's a neat idea. Like, somebody should really flesh that out. Like, right. they totally nailed it. And it's fucking amazing um and and i don't even know why we're talking about this now my yeah, brain is I just like i'm just like this shit this? is it was this shit is amazing you should listen to sugar right yeah <laughs> that wouldn't be the first conversation <laughs> that's been totally derailed on this show it was related to uh like we're talking about gateway drugs or yeah, gateway right. bands yeah. well and to further my point here uh, there's a vocalist that was there at Prague power this year her name's adrian callen um, and she is the vocalist for Seven Spires. Um, I have not taken the time to listen to a lot of them. However, I did talk with her, and she is a Berkeley. Uh, com- she's composition at Berkeley, some- something like that. And she's been doing. Uh, she's there right now. Or- uh, she studies. It says studies composition at Berkeley College of Music. Um, so possibly now, I'm not sure, but she. Uh, She's a very attractive girl, um, but she doesn't do the whole like flashing of the skin and all that stuff. And she does a she she dresses herself up uh, in a very um, very cool kind of. It's like oh, I'm wearing my like old school like old century um, composer kind of attire, which is really kind of cool. Um, she started doing some extreme stuff too. Um, so I haven't heard the entirety of, of what she's been doing, but to further my point of how people get into this stuff, okay, you got the music nerds, okay, you got the music nerds, you don't, you're a music nerd too, but you didn't, you know, have some sort of, you know, study of, uh, I mean, you weren't a band nerd, okay? No, but I, I, I went backwards. I, uh, I had no interest in, well, I had, here's the thing. I just say it uh, opens up. One of the reasons I'm, I'm big on, I, I am, I am, I think music education is a huge thing is that I had great music education in my regular school because I went go. to a private school and right. we had music class from first grade until I think seventh or eighth, at which point there was one or two years 
I think through eighth grade we had to do something. Mm -hmm. So we at least were in like a choir or a band or something yeah. up until eighth grade. Right. It was only in high school where they were like, eh, whatever. Yeah, you who can cares. do whatever you want. And but then I was like, well, I took I still took another couple of music like elective classes mm -hmm. in in high school, but I was so the stuff I was into had no formal training options. Right. It was I was getting into prog and metal and right. and I didn't plan to go to school for it yeah because i planned to get a job right <laughs> right but uh so i basically went to college and then a couple years in changed my major to music because yeah. i was like i don't want to do other things so why and not there is useful stuff it? to be learned here right um but yeah like well, the reason we got on the mishiga thing was because we were talking about how people need to acclimate right because the, the heavy exactly i was gonna make a joke about uh people not regulating their or, or it not people regulating their emotions listening to it because yeah. the thing I was like do you have a mainly female audience because the thing with the men is I think a lot of men is like this doesn't make me properly dysregulate my emotions <laughs> no but they so, want to feel a, a freedom they want to feel right but, but, but that's the, the element of metal we we're talking about where we're like that's yeah. part of the if, if that's a truth about the difference between men and women it explains that part of the metal audience that is so distinct like you're into this for clearly like male reasons right it's a so, sort of like mm -hmm. bass primal like I like hit music that oh. sounds yeah, angry I want to lose control for an yeah, hour. Yeah. You know. um, I'm not allowed to like kill people who piss me off anymore. Right. So I need music <laughs> that lets me pretend I can. Right. Um, right. And 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 now exactly. and now Pantera is never going away. <laughs> oh. So, uh, uh, well, but, I don't but, know. You know, so I'm saying like yeah. well, maybe twenty years from I, now. I, that's what I was asking about. Like I don't know the actual numbers as far as I know. There's a big female audience in symphonic metal. I just yeah. don't know whether I'm. I would be well, over-assuming that it's bigger than the male audience. I don't know how many. Okay. I know there are men who are into it. So, no. But online, you I see the you. metal. You. you see, like, a, it seems like it, it splits the male metal audience. Okay. Right? There's so, a specific subset that likes that. It, and yes, the yes and no. See, here's the thing. Actually, contrary to what you're thinking, actually, mm -hmm. you, you know, as a, as a woman, if you talk to another woman about females, uh, more often than not, women in metal right now hate women singers. They hate it. As a matter of fact, most is, of them leave. Because they're so bad. Most I, of the time. I I would I would venture to say that um, uh, it has more to do with a uh, a female, uh, pretty woman, you know, kind of coming into their space. Right. You know, someone. Well, maybe she's not really metal because why is she why is she standing up there well, getting into metal? How did she get there? I would also say like this is kind of the whole point of like we why should talk to a, Kim about this. Oh, actually, yeah. Well, this is also why this is such a. Uh, a good your music is bad topic is that I feel like part of the problem in symphonic metal is that there's probably a lot of these bands who just want a female singer so bad that they're like they'll take anybody we need a female sing like, supposed leaves to say, eyes. We need a singer leaves and eyes then maybe some of the ones who apply happen to be female yeah but like oh I forgot about that band that was so fucking horrible. I, well no I've never heard them but I inherited Don't. a we'll, leaves we'll get, eyes we'll get, shirt we'll get to that because <laughs> so that's the difference between absolutely terrible horrible like you can tell but here's that the parallel here's the parallel yeah. is both cases leaves eyes is the the singer is like married to the guy yeah. who writes the music right. so she's not going anywhere uh, right and then i'm saying it's a similar parallel where <laughs> because of the sudden and again i'm not saying it's it's, it's good to get <laughs> more women into metal and it's great that they're doing it but this so many of these bands are a bunch of dudes who are like we need a chick singer right exactly and right. Well, so chicks aren't that, doing that, that. Band at heavy montreal so right? yeah. so what, are you what, saying what were they called the again? agonist the agonist right. Right. they had a female <laughs> vocalist who joined arch enemy 
And so they yeah. got to replace her with a female vocalist or yeah. they know their audience is going to go away. Yeah. Exactly. And so, she's not good. And she's not so good. So women well, themselves. They, they weren't good before. Right. She but, 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 but that was. girl was like not terrible. No, she was they're the not good. good. Right. Like, she was the, the only good part yeah. of the yeah. band. No, I'm not saying that. So, like, I mean, I'm saying like they, they would have lost their audience if yeah. they didn't. But it's still like that's not good. So are we like, saying women, women are not being innovative in metal right now? Because honestly, I don't feel like women feel like they have the privilege or they're not allowed to be innovative in metal right now because there's a lot of hate spewing about women just in general. Oh. There's not really much good to say right now, but also because it's being led by the dudes, like right. you're saying, it's, like they're like, well, also, we, just, we just need a girl. Right. And that's you're the only way that they have. You're entering a male-dominated yeah. nerd space, right. which right. comes with a certain risk. Wait, wait, some, wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, what's that hipster female <laughs> black metal project? That like, I don't know. There's this huge, there's this huge, like there's a parent, I can't remember who they are now because I, the first I heard of them was I was reading this article in like Village Voice or something where you were like, why are there articles on metal? And they were talking about like, basically there's like a, a lot of backlash against this band, it, you know, because it, it's like this woman's project or whatever. And then I listened to it and I was like, okay, well, I, I don't think this is very good. Like it wasn't, I didn't find it offensively bad, but I was just like, I just don't think this is very good. And I stopped caring at that point. But I feel like I want to find this article because it was, it was making it's very relevant to the discussion you're saying right I now. I think it has something to do with the fact that a lot of men, anyways, if women are talking about something or whether they're talking or singing or, um, you know, trying to make a point in any sort of way, a lot of times it falls on deaf ears. And so I think men just sometimes don't really care when a woman comes into metal and starts singing, you know, it's just kind of like, Oh, there's a chick because they assume, yeah. Oh, well she got there because why she's pretty or who she married to. Like what, what man gave her that privilege to be there really right. rather than she got there yeah. on her own. Well, the you other, know? the other discussion around this is the, the YouTube thing. So there's like mm -hmm. because the, uh, there's tons of people right who like upload videos of them playing like whatever on on YouTube and I and I saw like there were a bunch of people who were like oh, it's bullshit that like these girls like the uh, like they get all these views just because they're hot like and like they're not even that good whatever and then the other the other side of the argument was uh, like so this was a if really they were getting some they wouldn't be complaining but the band well, member whoever she's associated with might be getting some. So therefore they don't give a shit. Well, the, the, <laughs> this was actually a really sick burn, even though I don't agree with its premise was, was they were like, man, like, uh, she wouldn't have all these views. if like, she weren't a hot chick or like, like what, it, like, and what maybe if, not. Cause what men are douchebags. What, what if she were a dude? <laughs> and, and some girl replied, if she were a guy, she would get, uh, she would have gotten in a band in a record deal. Like, right. Like, exactly. But, but, but the thing exactly. is, I don't think that, I think there's plenty of bands that go nowhere, right. which was, there are plenty like, of bands that go nowhere, right. but, 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 but still it was like a really good, she wouldn't even, it wouldn't matter if she was hot, if she was a dude, she would just, I mean, find some other way and they get I, into, yeah, I don't know. I, feel, I do like, feel like there's, um, women would actually, women do much better in pop music than they do in metal music. Why? I mean, come on. I mean, it, for I mean, we've talked about a lot. Well, of because if you're a consumer of pop music, it it you're essentially you're purchasing a product that happens to be musical. Like you're not. <laughs> well, I would argue music. that pop music's a little bit more female friendly, and that's you know, and only in the sense that yeah, but but but, but partially but, but because people they like to consume. It. The product of women it's one of those yeah. deals where yeah. if you're a girl but you're you have allowed, to sex it up if but, you're right, right, right but, if, the, you're, the, but yeah. if you're female you're allowed to look at other yeah. females and be like 
I really like her look, blah, blah, yeah. And as a dude, you're allowed to look, look at females at and be like, like, I really like she's her She's really hot. But it doesn't go the other way. Like, like I can't look at Ricky Martin and be like, man, right. Ricky Martin's so cute. Right. I totally, right. I want to get that flavor. Yeah. You know, like that's how so. That, yeah. I, I don't know how, why that is. I, I really don't know. I just think women. Uh, okay. So other, this, this. We compare a lot. This was a line I heard. Don't necessarily Uh-oh. agree okay. with it, but it, it, but it goes, it was. Uh, queer eye for the straight guy because America loves their gays without all the cock sucking and ass fucking. <laughs> this <Damn>. is actually <laughs> really true. That is a very true statement. I mean, like, it's, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know, I feel like there's the female side of it. I feel, well, there's a very, so there's still a very, like, large, like, it. homophobic streak in American society. And, yeah. But the thing is, the most watched type of pornography by U.S. consumers is girl on girl. Yep. Okay. But, even by women. Right. But even but even like dudes who it, like you may have uh, you know no issues with like gay marriage or anything like that. Right. Still, like if you talk about like two dudes having sex, <laughs> they're, they're like, like oh, that's really gross, and I don't want to hear it. it's not and it's not just it's not just men and, I and know, women too. I know women. Yeah. Right. We're like oh. God, uh, okay, right, like, uh, you know, and, and I think, I don't know, it's, they say women are the fairest yeah. sex, they're just, I don't know, in general, nicer to look at, I don't so, know, does that make, is that a sexist comment? I, I don't know, know. I but like I mean, we get a little bit derailed, but, but the, the main thing that I was trying to say is just, I think that, you know, there, it's not a true statement to say that there's more women at symphonic concerts. As a matter of fact, the people that I talk to, I don't. I can't name a single girl that's a good friend of mine that actually likes there. I don't have a single one. And as a matter of fact, they all have really cruel things to say about them. Hmm. Um, actually a little bit more acerbic than men. Well, that I wouldn't be surprised by yeah. if they're not, either, if they're not into it, if they're into it, I'm, I, like, cause I, they're definitely are. If they're into it, they're I not mean, showing up to concerts because they the, don't necessarily feel welcome at the, the other the opening sample shows. The set so. I have is, 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 is prog power related. So it's people who I know would be into, something in that metal area anyway yeah. and they just happen to super super love the symphonic thing it's not just no no, no i'm just saying there are yeah. there is a core there's a female audience that is really really into that yeah like across the board but it's very that's small why but that's if why it's, if it's bigger than it is well, yeah, i don't know about it no because... it's, the, it's the same as like the the it's the same thing with like prog power in general yeah. where there are these little like these little bands who it's like it's catering so much to the specific taste of the festival mm-hmm. that it can give it some some small legs to, yeah and like you can you know again you'll see it at Prague power it doesn't yeah. mean they're doing well even back home right. where they're from they just have enough of a foothold on the internet thanks right. to this little like you know again this little niche. like super specific yeah. self-propagating right. niche um but the same thing we just had a female power metal vocalist come in this year at Prague power and what i'm saying is the same kind of shit they were saying about the symphonic women in metal, yeah. they were also saying about right. her. And I'm like, okay, yes, it's generic power metal. It is very, very She's generic. She's the best part power of that metal. band, though. But right. she Wait, which isn't. Band? Uh, I'm, sorry. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're talking about Unleash um, the Archers. Unleash the Archers. Unleash yeah. the Archers. And, you know, while it is 
incredibly gimmicky with the battle armor and they've got the whole, you know, <laughs> like again. warrior thing going on. She's still, it's kind of like, it's kind of like floor with after forever. You can tell she's really talented. Right. No matter what. No, my assessment is exactly the so, same as after say, forever, which is, you know, she's great. Nobody in that band can write. Right. It's too bad. They can't write songs for that good singer to yeah, sing. Right. Like, exactly. Well, so just, same yeah. thing. And so I hear a lot, a lot more women just being like, where's the women? What's she, what's she doing here? Like, I just want, and I think maybe a lot of it has to do with the fact that they just want to see shirtless guys on stage and they don't want to see I'm another gonna, pretty maybe. girl I'm making gonna, them feel bad about themselves. Yeah, like, there, there's the, a lot of low self-esteem women I've in metal. Prog power has taught me <laughs> how that can go both ways. Yeah. When people are like, cause I've heard like, yeah, you hear some people and they're just like, Oh, did you see Jeff Scott Soto? Oh, I know. You're like, I don't want to hear Jeff yeah, Scott Soto. I don't want to hear about it. Uh, exactly. I did see him. I was like, what? Like, all right, see, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the abnormal camp because I don't actually go to see, go to metal shows because I want to see a shirtless guy and how hot he is. Like, that's not why I'm in the metal. You've been to a dance show. Yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah. Big yeah. shit off. Talk about dudes who look good, Rich. Actually, you know, Sebastian looks yeah. pretty good. Sebastian like, looks pretty good. He's way shorter than I thought he was. Than I, than oh I yeah, 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 Sebastian yeah. Bach? No, no, no Sebastian from Braindance. The singer of oh, Braindance. Sebastian he's, Elliott. He's, he's like the, a former male model. Oh, he's like know. ripped. He looks the like he came is, out of a comic book. Yeah. Right? No, no. They, they have this whole comic book image, and he looks like a comic yeah. book character. He looks like they made the comic he's, book, and then we're like, we need a singer, and he was like, <laughs> just like jumped out of the comic. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And, and he has like a low, nice. a low voice, which is then processed like an octave lower. So it's wow. always got this crazy. It's this cool like. I'm super. Kind of gone thing, but the super also like a, like, like kind of like a typo negative feel yeah, yeah, to but, it. Oh, but like, yeah, but like, but like even like cooler. Yeah. Like he's a That's way cool. better it's singer cool. than Peter Steele. Okay, like Peter Steele had a more unique voice, but but uh, right. but uh, Sebastian a, is a better it's, singer. It's an underdeveloped but, uh, music kind of. But he's the he's the DJ at scores. <laughs> Uh, so there's lots of cute girls that come to their shows. <laughs> um, the okay, uh, so we were t- talking I, about gateways. There's gateways. one right there. <laughs> okay, so there's two. There's two things I want to talk about. What's that? Okay, so one, uh, the so that band I was trying to think of earlier, or it's project because it, I found it. It's there was an article in Vice uh, about it's huh. it's a one woman. Uh, project and it's called Merker M Y R K U R. She's da- it's like Danish or she's Danish or something. And but Merker's like Icelandic for darkness or something. But apparently there's been like a whole uproar about this because. But whatever, it's not very good. I just listened to it and I was just like, well, I don't care if she's male or female. It's just really unremarkable. <laughs> the other thing was a lot of the bands they were talking about, like are those bands that I think people think are awesome for no reason, like Ulver. Like I don't think Ulver are good, and everyone like loves Ulver. Mm. Um, but the other thing that I want to talk about, I'm just going to mention it real quickly because we have to talk about pro wrestling on the podcast and we haven't yet. Oh my gosh, why? The thing is, so currently there's this deal where, um, there's actually a, a, like a whole generation of, of, um, female wrestlers that are coming up that are, that, that are actually good because previously what they've done is they just, they go recruit like former, um, like fitness models and Mm -hmm. stuff. And then they're like, Hey, can you wrestle? Okay, can you maybe learn to? And they're, <laughs> and they're like, "How about you give it the old college try, and we'll put you <laughs> on TV anyway." Yeah. Well, so well, so now though, there's like this whole breed of uh, performers that are really good. Yeah. But there's a couple weird things that are happening where, um, so a lot of times, like 
they won't get as much time as the men, so they still have, like they'll have to put on a really shitty match that has no story just because like well we got a crappy slot. But then simultaneously, they'll have these things where like okay there are these women who are these fantastic workers. Okay, but you're gonna work with the the fitness models that are still on the roster, like who are terrible, like, and you're gonna put them over, and and so like it, it's I don't know, it's just a weird sort of thing where even that is a very controlled environment that is purely marketing, basically it has sort of this like identity crisis that despite having complete control, can't really like sort it out, but maybe they're sort of getting there. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of reasons people consume entertainment and yeah, people want different things and, yeah. you know, sometimes just yeah. pretty face and sometimes well, you, I don't you know can have if, both and it, people don't get it. I don't know if this is the point you're kind of start trying to make or get into, but I, I don't see metal ever achieving that kind of gender neutral, you know, where it's like 50% men, 50% women. You don't, but but, but I do see it. At, oh, I mean, it's obviously happening right now that yeah. that women are becoming more represented on stage yeah. than they used to be, well, and they're more represented in the audience that they used to be. And they're not the 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 traditional yeah. female in the audience was what the the woman who was with her boyfriend at the show, or right? or and you're forgetting about the '80s '80s metal metal girls because there were a lot of well, '80s I metal know. girls. You want to call that metal? Well, wait, because hold on, there's well because they've 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 Gone I, to I think we're talking more about the nineties because the eighties maybe nineties it was okay. acceptable to be in the metal. So there were women who were in the metal in the eighties. Right. It was acceptable right. in the eighties. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about it women who are forties in the eighties. You know, acceptable in the eighties. That's, that's my song. That's yeah, but, my jam. Yeah, but forties, like forty year old women. There right. are forty year old women that we know. Yeah, I know some right. that yeah. were and around in the hair metal days. So in, they 80s, were around in 90s. the eight, They were of age in the eighties to get into it then. That's what I'm saying. We're talking about like in the nineties, like. If I saw some like someone like if I saw uh, women my age yeah. at a metal show, that's what he's saying is like there was a period of time where one might assume, you know, especially if she's there with a guy, you assume like, oh, that's just his girlfriend. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. that's an assumption. It's not a big accurate, assumption. Right. But there was a period of time where there was there were certain there are certain cases where you see people and you do know that like she just he he's like. Got his blind, long sleeve, blind guardian shirt on, mm-hmm. and she looks like the a socially L-O adjusted woman, catalog. and also <laughs> appears completely disinterested in the music. Again, or, so there, so there are or, cases where, you know, it is a phenomenon that happens, or, right? Or so here's 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 a good point. So some some is she completely disinterested in the music, or are you just interpreting that she's disinterested because she has a stone face because she's got resting bitch face, and you're misinterpreting <laughs> that as she's disinterested, and she's actually no. interested, but she doesn't want to lose control like the rest of the men do, because men want to jostle around and have a good well, old time at their I'm, metal show, and I'm she's even, not doing that. Even just raising the horns or you know doing this would be enough of a demonstration well, of her Well, but interest. if it's a meat market, like... and if, if it's a meat market and you're uncomfortable in a obviously a meat market, and you're not going to want to yeah you know unless you right. feel comfortable in your atmosphere and if we welcome women into the atmosphere i think they will loosen up you know if they're I'm, there I'm not, with their I'm boyfriend not going purely on show know. reaction because we also just talked about this on another show about oh. how we don't agree that you, it doesn't matter yeah. what it looks like when you're right. watching music you can because took objection to the fact that matt and i just sort of stood so there then why yeah. right. so then right. that's my question though then well, why saying, women why I do was, women get that my, no here's my thing if 
I would assume that if a woman was like on her phone the whole time, that right. she didn't yeah. care. Okay, so I'm there's saying there that. are examples that are. I'm saying that not every case. Okay, uh, but we that's with anybody, not just women. In any case, I don't know because yeah, well, there are cases where you know where you know people and they drag some girl there. That's I've seen that at Prague Power. Of course, but, plenty of times. But you don't you see it, but do you really know well, what's I'm going saying, on? I mean, I'm are saying, they? I mean, that could be boy, boyfriend no, I'm and girlfriend. No, he's saying he does know. I'm saying there are cases where because at Prague Power you talk to people. There are cases probably where you do. They're literally like. I finally got my girlfriend to come to Brock Power. It's like, why? Or maybe why did she do so that? She didn't want to. So she's gonna oh. break up with well, you yeah, because really, you like, took her to this. Drag down your whole. Yeah, yeah. Her and, and there are. There, I mean, there's one for every case. But I'm just saying, I'm like, just saying, like, judge. I'm just saying, like, you can't. Maybe she I is there because she wants to be there. Of you know? my anecdotal, yeah. ex- anecdotal experience, it's. Uh, I'm saying that over time, it has been much clearer. That women are there because For they want the to be there. Right. Yeah. If you, it's not if you everyone, add up all the little indicators know. of whether it might go this way or that way, over time there's a clear difference, is right. what we're saying. And therefore, there's a period of time where there were. I mean, I'm sure there, some of them were there on, on on purpose, but I'm saying there were some. So women. it's like a woman men walking into overestimate yeah, that it is just a girlfriend. And yeah. I'm not saying like it was always just a girlfriend in the '90s. I'm right. just saying that we all encountered that at some point yes it's exactly why dudes blow it out of proportion and try to turn it into like right. yeah, just or you know like girlfriend right. metal or whatever or it turns but, into that after they go up to the girl and they find out she has a boyfriend and then they're like yes, well she's not really right. here for the she's metal right. she turned me down she's though but i'm not going to mention that that i went up to her and gamer. well i'm or, yeah. but they're not mentioning yeah. that they try to went up to her and tried to like talk to her and, and ask her probably, out or something no, they and probably, she they got and turned down and then it turns into probably now she's not here for the metal i thought she was here for the you're, but you're greatly yeah. overestimating the average metal fan's ability to approach and talk to a woman. Yeah, for, uh, <laughs> Oh, really? Woman. Because more likely, no, this is more, more likely they saw her, then saw her boyfriend come back to the bathroom, and then decided <laughs> she's not there for. First, it's like, oh, she's cute and she likes metal. The boyfriend comes back. She's just here because her boyfriend came. So like, yeah, that's, that's, right. that's right. This is. Yeah. The, but I'm just saying this is the realistic version because they're well, actually talking to a strange woman. I'm talking is... about the whole. Okay, so how often have I had, uh, and whether at Prague Power or other other venues, had dudes come up and try and buy me a drink if I'm by myself? I go to yeah. metal shows by myself a lot. I don't care um, anymore. But there was a period of time when I was growing up and getting into it that I felt uncomfortable or just kind of nervous about going by myself. And so, yeah, the most likely person that was going to be able to go with me was a dude. Was he always my boyfriend? No. Right. And that's, right. Um, People make that assumption too. They make that assumption too. Yeah. And, and then someone who, I'm not, you know, 300 pounds and acne ridden and, you know, a complete oaf. So, oh my God, what am I doing here? It's like a, it's like a girl walking into a comic right. book store. So, Everyone so the, stops the, and goes... So the dudes, like, the dudes who will actually talk to a stranger or are drunk enough to, they will find you yeah. like specifically. Yeah. So what are you doing here? You here with your boyfriend? Maybe. What, what do you, you want here? from me? Like, because if you're going to, if you're going to try and proposition me, I'm going to say bands. I have a boyfriend with me, whether I do or not. So, yeah. you know, there's that. I'm yeah. Well, anyway, the point of all that yeah. was that. I think the number of women going to metal shows yes. and the number of women standing on stage at metal shows is, yes. is increasing well, and, and, a lot. And we need to be welcoming to it. And Well, the thing about... Women and men. The thing about... I'd be careful about attempting to project future numbers because, like, you have to remember there was a point where the orchestra was 100 men in the harpist. That was, like... Huh, yeah. That was Good point. the absolute norm. There was one woman right. in every yep. orchestra. She played harp. Now it's like totally fifty-fifty. If not, I mean, yeah. I don't have I don't have numbers, but between going to music school <laughs> and being going to thousands of orchestral concerts, it's totally 
Yeah, it like, used to be like, how many people, how many women did you know that were playing a sousaphone or, you know, right? So or a drummer. So, yeah, I mean, I think, it, you know, just just not in any. general, I think there's broader trends, not only music, but in society in general, just, you know, yeah. you go do things regardless of, of gender. Of gender. Yeah. If these trends um, continue. If these trends continue. <laughs> um, but, but so, uh, so, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I understand you, there might be this um, inclination to be like, well, but metal is like you know this aggressive thing so it's more you know likely to appeal to men whatever but but again like so i'm way into mma and everyone knows this like it's that same kind of thing where like you know the thought was there will never be high level women's mma um you know like girls don't want to watch people punch each other in the face and bleed like that's it's you know but that's ronda rousey was the biggest draw in mma Uh, and, and, you know, the, the main eventing these cards and there's lots of women that, that go to these shows and train and all this other stuff. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I think I I would be hesitant to, to, to think that it would never reach parity. I'm not saying it will, it may or may not, but I I honestly have no idea. So, so, I mean, you're not going to convert a lot of non-metal women in their 30s and 40s into suddenly right, becoming I'm, metal right, fans. That's right. what I'm right. about. But so what you're talking about is essentially co-art replacement that as as we get new younger cohorts of, of metal fans yeah. and, and musicians that eventually right. it'll Trend approach parody. I mean it could approach yeah, parody. Right. It will it may be a really long now, time. I do think right, right. No, but I have no idea. So, right. I don't know either. I, the, the hey my ability don't... to see the future is no better than you right. Right. So, right. so the, so. the fact that we don't really know <laughs> mine's really good, which is why I'm in finance. <laughs> right. So what we really, what we really don't know is how much of it uh how much of that is societal as far as right the uh, the connection between men listening to aggressive music, right? I, I would or my, stigma. Dis, dysregulating. How much is uh, dudes dysregulating? Right, exactly. And well, metal well, stigma itself. So that, but that's interesting to me because yeah. that uh, I do think. Like, here's here's my thought. Um, I mean, obviously, I think we're seeing that sort of the the spectrum of uh, masculinity to femininity is not. I mean, is not yeah. completely tied to uh, physical gender or you know whatever. I, if right. I use wrong terms for shit. Well, there's too many fucking terms. So, uh, gotta be PC. No, so with, with like knowing that, I would say that, um, and, and you look at it both ways. Like, there's, you know, men have a range of masculinity and femininity, women have a range of masculinity and femininity, even within heteronormative standards, right? And so, we accept that, then we can understand that there's this spectrum of masculinity and femininity, and it's like, you know, there's that. There's the yin yang. There's this thousand year old symbol to represent this right. idea, but people are not like putting together like. Right. Well, the other thing is, I think, um, I think there was sort of a shift when, so like, uh, despite Rob Halford being like super out when people realized he was gay, <laughs> right? When people realized like cynic were gay, yeah. When people realized yeah. like when that people realized yeah. that dressing up as a leather daddy <laughs> right. was not the most masculine <laughs> thing yeah. you could do in all scenarios. No, but I mean, just all of a sudden, men were clenching their cheeks. The, you know, just how, like, <laughs> just, like, how much, um, it just, it, because the American Floridian death metal was, like, the most brutal thing at the time. And right. then, like, the fact that... And two of the guys some, in death. Right. And cynic. Right. That's... Were, that yeah. Turned yeah. out to be, yeah. and, you know, gay. And, right. and, 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 but not only that, it's, that they were gay, but, like, you know, they did the stuff that had nothing to do. Like, there was no... Yeah. Because there's so much right. stuff where it's, like... 
uh, a lot of people have this idea that when you're an artist and there's like this social thing and it affects you, like it's your obligation to, to comment right, on that. About it. And it was yeah. like, no, no were, I just went about doing this thing I wanted to do. Yeah, like everything yeah. didn't have to be about it. I also happened to be gay. Right. Like, yeah. So, yeah. so I think, you know, if, if, if there's this idea that like being, you know, you know, gay was like less masculine or less metal or whatever, it, uh, you know, I, I feel like people sort of were sort of like relieved of that notion. And I, and I feel yeah. like there's sort of this idea as well, where it's like, well, like it, because you're a woman, you don't, you don't have to sing. Like you don't have to play in a symphonic power right. metal band. Yeah. Like in you, like you can just do, just do whatever shit. you, it is you want to do and also be a woman. Right. Like it's like, you don't have to let that dictate what your role in metal is. And I, but I, but I feel like there are, so, I feel like maybe there's some people who got that memo and some people who, yeah, some people did. Yeah. who either haven't or like are working that out or just don't, just don't know. Yeah. Because again, how many people heard Angela's band? Like 12? I think there's mm, like 12 yeah. of us that heard that album. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, or so. Amaran, anyone heard of Amaran? Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. Amaran? Amaran, not Amaranth. No, right. I was gonna say no, 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 no. Amaranth. It was a one-hit wonder. They had two. Uh-oh. They had two albums, and the first album was shit. It was complete and utter shit. Sorry, but it just was. Uh, she, her, she was off key a lot, um, and then all of a sudden she got so much better on the second album. It's Pristine and Bondage, is what it was called. Um, and she was a really good belter. And it was it it wasn't your typical female vocals either. It was it was more belting and contemporary, with some edge to it than it mm. was anything. It's, it, there was no symphonic at all. It was pretty much just progressive. Uh, but she <laughs> apparently had a drug problem, and it that was it. After one uh, album, yeah, that, it, uh, it was like happens. okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I think. Well, so then I think. If, but another like a good example is, is Protean Collective, right? Because mm. it's Graham is the singer. Yeah. Like Steph doesn't sing. Like there's absolutely like you don't or like Voyager. Same deal. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. like a few, I was thinking like, that earlier. Voyager. Because I like the second. So when we saw Voyager open for Evergrey. Yeah. Like we got there and I was like, oh, yeah, that female guitar player. Like I just totally yeah, I, I totally it forgot. Because yeah. It's not a thing. And it, it, the deal is <laughs> right. with Protean Collective. I can't forget right. because I <laughs> went to school with all of them and I know them. Because <laughs> you can't. I was just I'm just amused by the idea of hearing that there's a female guitar player on and like you wouldn't be like that sounds like a chick like you know what I mean? right like, you right, can't right, hear right, that it's a chick yeah. right well no but it's more this idea that like because it used to be that it was like if girls wanted to be in bands they were either the singer or they formed an all-girl band right, right? Yeah. vixen right. l7 yeah like these sorts of things like we're in and, and keyboards and, acceptable just because you have to know how to like play them <laughs> Right. Well, is a woman is a woman allowed to uh, dress like a woman and play guitar, or does she have to dress herself down and kind of be like a dude in order to be accepted as the you know the kind of fluid? You should ask the guitar. YouTube no commenters because yeah. that no because that's what I'm talking about. Like the, the is so like I think there's some sort of misconception. Like Steph just she just like dresses cute, but she doesn't dress like slutty. Um, right. Uh, what was the other uh, Voyager? She just dresses, she dresses like a normal, yeah. like street like, clothes, like yeah, yeah. She's like, like a dude in a metal band, yeah. like you know? combat uh, or uh, the death metal pants, right? <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah. you get from the yeah. army surplus store, yeah. and like a t-shirt. And I don't think anyone's really disappointed that she's, you know, that you know, these female instrumentalists and in whatever aspect and in whatever bands 
um, that there are right, no, a few. It, no one's really disappointed that they're not flashing their boobs either. So but, why do we expect it of the vocalist? Well, center of attention. I don't know. Well, right. It's I mean, but it's that's you know the front man syndrome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's just it's this weird. It's it's thing. one of those things where it's unfortunately like it's uh it's a, it's technically not bad for marketing right. right so it's like people do it because they know it works to a certain degree it's unfortunate yeah. because obviously sometimes you're like that's all that was going right. on well, and is- it's and it's weird every time a band has like a featured member right who's not the so the, the i'm just going to use an <laughs> example to explain what i'm talking about bonham remember bonham and and they would have the videos where it's like his Jerome kid is front <laughs> right, and center and then the rest and you're like <laughs> no, yeah it, right. like it doesn't work it, look, yeah there's a certain stage mobility afforded the singer yeah right yeah. and 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 the, and then and the that's guitars. just part of their yeah that's, that's part, part of their, their gig job. that's part right. of their gig yeah. but right. no but even but even thing. like but even it's even kind of goofy when like it's it, like say the Ingve stuff with vocals right. Right, when yeah. you're like, okay, I'm gonna sing now, but everybody watch this guy, right. And, like, <laughs> right, and the singer has to like yeah. keep it in check because right. he might want to run past him and like do a kick or something, like, <laughs> you, like, right? He can't, I, I'm sure that anybody who's ever like out, who's ever actually drawn focus, has been fired has been immediately fired. from right. his band yeah. <laughs> from the Maestros band. Don't get in the way of this. Unleashed the fury. Right. It's right. Me. Was it's that Seinfeld episode about Ingve? <laughs> no, but it, <laughs> it should have been. been. Yeah. This is the Ingve show. You don't know. I think it. about that, like in that uh, in, Man, in Mozart in the Jungle, they call the conductor Maestro, and I always think I'm like. Man, I should start I, making people call me Maestro. <laughs> I, I have two. I have two really maestro. good stories about that, but I don't think. I don't think maybe save them. I can tell either of them. Oh, okay. funny. The one I can't tell. The yeah. other one, uh, yeah, just it would be better. It's 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 an Ingve story. We should tell like some. It's a Ingve and Jens Johansson story. Oh, so nice. we'll, we should, whenever yeah. one of those comes up, like oh yeah, I gotta actually. Uh, I gotta tell that story. I gotta actually finish his biography. Uh, I think I got the wait. Who's biography? Ingve's. Oh, his you... autobiography. The problem wait, is. Wait, is this the one? Is this the audiobook? I got the audiobook because I tried to read the book and I it was so bad <laughs> that it drove me. I was like, if, if Wait, I just, did he not have a ghostwriter? No, I think he, I think he just wrote it himself. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure, but if he did, he got a shitty ghostwriter because it immediately immediately there are chronology issues. Like it's just so confusing as far as him being like, this is how I got started. But he keeps like he'll kind of you know progress a ways, and then like you know, but by the late 80s, and then he'll jump back, and he keeps doing it, and it's like no no no, you can do the whole like overview and then flashback and go in order. But he was just kind of jumping around, and it was. And it sounded like he wrote it. Now, so I got the audio version. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be easier to Wait, follow. Wait, who's reading it? He is. He is. Yes. Right. Yes. Exactly. No. Yes. That's the kind. And that was. I was like. I was like. It's either got to be. It's either got to be a B level celebrity or him. But what I wanted. What this I wanted from the beginning was him reading it. But when it first came out, there was no audio version. So how I just long got the is book. it? How long is the duration? I don't think it's that. I think it might only be like a couple hours or something. Because I'll check I, though. Because <laughs> I feel like we should riff track it. Like we should Ooh. listen to it and record us listening to Let it. Let me see. <laughs> right, wow. okay. that would be amazing. We we really handled what I have to say about symphonic metal because my yeah. my issue is that af- so after Epica, 
every new example I've encountered of it, I was kind of like, eh, and I agree. same thing, but worse. And I agree. Eh, same exactly. Thing, but worse. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it started out as a good idea and then it just kind of like uh, rolled downhill. You know, it's like, okay, we took that and then everyone did a cookie cutter impression of it with really crappy, like you can tell that the symphonic shit is like, like superimposed and it doesn't even fit. It's like, oh my God, the mix is horrible. You can tell. Yeah, it's really bad. Two great tastes. <laughs> Leaves <laughs> Eyes, obviously a really good it. example of how terrible, you know, terrible yeah. symphonic metal. So, and yeah, and so there you go. You get symphonic metal, uh, gateway for some people, not for everyone, but, uh, ultimately has its place, but it's not the pinnacle of metal. There are some really good symphonic metal albums. There are. I mean, well, I do like, uh, Consigned to Oblivion, the Epica album. I would also consider Epica the album by Camelot. Oh, that's the to, worst. To be a good like symphonic power metal. That was record. like that was like when I stopped listening to Camelot. Really? Really? Yeah. I really yeah, liked I'm, it because no, they put I, it out, and I was like, oh no no sorry, Fourth <laughs> Legacy, like Ghost Opera. right? Which is the one yeah. before yeah, that. You, yeah, you didn't get to Epica, right? You, I stopped at Fourth Legacy. Fourth Legacy. I was like, this is terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like yeah, I like Epica and the one after it, and then that was kind of like they kind of. That was the whole thing, and everything after that just sort of repeats itself. Yeah. Yeah. The thing but, is, in retrospect, like I listened to Siege Perilous a couple weeks ago, and I was like, this isn't very good. Like, I, yeah, like I, I never thought got into Siege. I, I remembered it being better, and I was like, no, this is Camelot's very good. also a gateway band because once you really get into more, I mean, more broad genres within the well, metal, my it thing kind with, of becomes like a. Eh. My thing with Camelot is if you're gonna, if you're gonna do like, I, I don't necessarily want to say pop metal, but it sort of is. Like, it's just sort of straightforward yes. songwriting. Right. And exactly. actually, Fourth Legacy was the last one where they were even, like, kind of trying to, like... I don't know that one. Like, if, where it felt like they were trying to be in any way complicated. Oh, right. This is the and then they kind of just went with, like, well, let's not try so hard yeah. to be anything proggy or whatever. Let's just write songs. Write and, songs, right. right. So, uh, the one after Fourth Legacy, Karma, Epic... And oh man, I forgot. So about Black Halo, Black Halo, and then Those there's the Ghost three. Opera. Yeah, Ghost Opera was the first one where I was like, ah, yeah. is that the one after that? After that, I've, I've stopped. What? Is that the one with Silent Oz on it? I from, think so. Dimu. I'm not sure. No, he. Uh, well, oh wait, wait are you be. talking about? Are you talking about Shagrath? Yeah, yeah, Shagrath sorry. is on Black Halo. Yeah, that's what I was about oh, to say. Okay. Yeah. And so is the singer Simone from Yeah, Epica. Sorry, Shagrath, not right. uh, not Silenos. Sorry. I got my yeah. I got my weird fake black metal names confused. <laughs> right. But they both that's start okay. with an S. You're yeah. allowed to. Right. Thanks. Uh, I wouldn't have, if it wasn't for this you specific gotta, thing, I probably You gotta wouldn't. revoke my metal card while I wear my uh, custom tailored embroidered <laughs> shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So, what uh, about uh, uh, Therion? That's one band that hasn't oh, come up yet. Oh, we forgot about and, Therion. I mean, here's, Therion so, is... here's the thing. My absolute favorite Therion thing. Like, this is actually the only thing I like that Therion did, but I think is amazing. Like, super, super amazing. Is their cover of ABBA's "Summer Night City" on huh, that right. tribute? That, that was pretty good. Is amazing. Yeah, that song. was pretty but cool. I, but I like I. So I then like went and tried to listen to Therion. But what did you listen could, to? And I don't even remember. I don't know. I have like well, a couple albums. The thing about Therion is that you know if you look at their 
their catalog as a whole, their sound varies yeah, it's from very yeah, wide. Really? I wouldn't say, wide, I wouldn't say exactly from record to record, but they're these epics yes. in their so in their history. How, if you so, could sum up the like eras so, for me. Okay, yeah. so so Vovin and Kalma was it? No, not, no, no, Vovin and I can probably do this. Yeah. Um there's they have their straight up death metal records like the first three they have albums. that standard oh, oh, really? they okay. just, we're just a death metal I didn't, band. I didn't hear have, that at right. all. I want to check this that is out. like a really common thing in metal i think where there's like certain <clears throat> bands where they had you know well they started off as a death metal band mercenary and that didn't work so oh, then they figured out something yeah. better and got popular like or, or more interesting you know what i mean like a lot of bands that started, right, like, even blind like, guardian like, started off as just like a crappy thrash like, death metal like kind of mercenary band. yeah they yeah like mm-hmm. death metal band. Yeah. yeah so similarly they're not and they're not very good records i mean i, yeah, I don't yeah. think anybody right. would hold up the first theory I first several theory on records as great examples of music or of death metal okay uh, then they then they had this sort of couple of transitional records. They did something called Lapaka Cliffoth, which inter- started to introduce some symphonic stuff. Thely or Thelly, I don't know how to yeah. pronounce it, which was really kind of their breakout. Yeah, they were breaking into symphonic, the T H E L I. And then oh. after and that, that's, is the, Degiel, that's the right? album with Two Megatherion on it, which yes. is still really one of their song. encore songs. So that's, yeah. they that's still the play album that. where like they kind of the Celtic Frost song. No, so oh. To Megatherion is a Celtic Frost record, but oh, yeah, yeah. but cool. it's a song written by Therion, um, which is I guess supposed to be a tribute to them or something. Yeah. But it's a you know, it's a completely different thing. Yeah, it's completely different. Um, so, so and then Thelion Thel- was wait was uh was Degiel after Theli? Okay, so then so then after Theli was Vovin, which is oh, my, okay. my That's personal my favorite. favorite. I've never uh, I've yeah. heard that I've heard that one. Vovin is fantastic. Uh right. and then after that was Degiel. Degiel. And yeah. then I feel like that's the one I heard. Yeah, I, then, I had Degiel. That was Degiel the one. Was I the one to. uh Seven Secrets of the Sphinx. It was and, kind uh, of a it has uh, Hansi Curse was on it. I think I tuned out before I got to Hansi because I would have remembered the man who does not sing but horse nays. And then there's one record uh, called Secrets of the Runes where Ooh, there's heard, no heard, rock heard, vocals I, on it I at heard, all. I heard it that. It is the only one I definitely heard with that. nothing yeah. but I classical and operatic vocals. I heard that, and I definitely was, like, not digging it. Yeah, and it's and, and the thing, I love Vovin and Degale and Secrets, but they're, like, they lack the energy of metal records. They right. are so... Yeah kind of soft yeah you know what i mean yeah. like well, I, I, well and the, what about gothic kabbalah because okay. gothic kabbalah so then there was this sort of that. return to their metal roots on sirius b and lemuria, sirius b and, lemuria right. and then and, gothic kabbalah and then gothic kabbalah came right. after that which is sort of gothic kabbalah kind of became their big you know magnum big. it was like the, their best right. album or something yeah. everybody loved it the theatricality that they added to it but is yeah. it how metal is it it has uh and it has snowy like, shaw like and heavy, a few other people like it's, how, heavy. How I mean, it's heavy it's heavy it's, it's, well, that's the thing it was it was definitely it a was metal more, you know because i remember Degiel was clearly still metal and that's why i like right. that one yeah. But yeah but when i got to like uh secret of the runes and the the double Lemuria and Sirius B was already bad news because it was essentially a double album, even though they were like, oh, they're two different. It albums. was a double album. It came out album, the same time, and it was yeah, a double album. And, it was. And it was, uh, yeah. And in general, look, my issue with Therian has always been, there, they, I feel like they're one of those <laughs> bands where it's very, uh, I, I, I draw a lot of parallels with Arion because yeah. there's one dude who's behind it. God, I hadn't thought about that. Everybody else, just whoever he hired for that yeah. album. 
circus and rotating. The music is very textural and 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 it's very much about the the sound they go for, but musically it they both feel kind of like flat and like aimless to me and like they don't I never feel like they're going anywhere. Right. And and even though like you're saying Therion has like shifted drastically in their sound, the composition doesn't no. seem to in fact seems to have like flattened out if anything. Like it yeah, just gets I mean, it just they just the composition that, is not extraordinary. Yeah, it's right. not. It's, it's, it's not, just straight ahead like metal. They, right? And they, and they, it's they not really don't. That's why I basically got metal. really bored from with song it, to song. Like, they don't really vary very much within their songs and exactly you know they're they're not all over the the map and what musically they could do but here's here's the thing i mean they've got vocal they've got some classical vocalists okay and that's really cool um they're they're a little bit more thin thin vocal classical lines mm. they don't like there's one girl on there that i think uh carries really well um and she has a meat to her 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 voice but not as often and it's not I don't know if they don't actually do a lot of editing or, or they just don't do I have no idea, but she doesn't sound, they don't sound incredibly clean vocally, but they do sound good and they are on key most of the time. So, mm. you know, it's, but at the end of the day, you put everything together, Sirius B, I mean, not Sirius B, um, Vovin and Gothic Kabbalah, great albums, but they were in a lot of aspects. One, not, I don't want to say one dimensional, but they kind of were. There wasn't a lot of variation between songs on yeah, there's any not a of those lot of albums. Variation. Like yeah. it was like this album was about this kind of sound, yeah, and then this that, album that's what they, was about what it, this kind what of it sound. Turned into. Each you know? album has like its own sound, and then they just kind of yes, that's and then they drop they it. Work with it and which then, yeah. you know it can be cool but for some people. Compositionally, they don't vary very much. It's more just to change the the textures each album yes, to some degree. Right. Well, exactly. They, they they have recycled so many singers too. Yeah. Right. And, and changed the way the singers are presented as part of the music. Like yes. when they when they played Prague Power the first time, <laughs> for example, the female vocalists were these two, you know, operatic women who stood in the back mm. and right. just sang their parts. Like just stay back there. And then there. The, the, <laughs> the two rock guys were walking around the stage and all that other right. stuff, right? Then you had them come back a few years later, and now all the, the vocalists, they had four vocalists, two women, two men, well, and they yeah. were all just mm -hmm. doing they were their all thing. Doing it. And mm -hmm. um, they've had a, a number of different uh, ways of sort of presenting their male and female vocalists. Mm -hmm. um, the song Son of the Sun, I think, was that on Gothic Kabbalah? That was on Sirius B. Sirius B. Okay, can't keep them straight. Yeah. Um, the vocalist who sang that was was pretty was pretty good. I think that's the one I was talking about. She had a little bit more meat to her, and they had her. She was pretty f much forefront in the song. The rest of it, they they mix up a lot. Yeah. Um, so this is a good so, example of which something might actually that, be a good thing that no one... probably should be considered uh, symphonic metal or like pre-symphonic metal. But at the same time, when people say proto, symphonic metal, proto symphonic. But when yeah. people say well, symphonic metal, that's not what they're talking about. No, they're, they're not. talking about you hired an opera chick. Like that's the <laughs> right. problem. That's the other problem with the whole right. thing, and, right? And unsuccessful. And unsuccessful. <laughs> well, I don't. You know, it's like to me, take away the symphonic in Therion, and the, it's not like I don't think anyway that all of the songs would suddenly just cease to have any personality or flavor. They're not groundbreaking some songwriters. Some of them would. Some of them they, would. No, I know that. the other parallel with him and Arion is neither of them can really write riffs. It's always right. just comes down to like chords and chunk, chunk, chunk. Right. And then I wrote the melody on the keyboard. And well, there's I was, never... what I was going to lead into was, I, I don't think they're groundbreaking songwriters, but yeah. the stuff they're writing, there's hooks and there's stuff that I remember. And yeah. that's, I think why I, 
like so much of their stuff. You know, that being said, they after Gothic Kamala, they just kind of, you know, fell flat with yeah, the last couple the things that they've now. done. So, yeah. Um, I didn't but yeah, I, I agree with, with you. And, you know, I kind of think of them as a symphonic band because they use a lot of those are. elements, yeah. but they're not grouped in with these other, you know, right. they're not like grouped if, in with Nightwish right. and Epica the, and all that. If the labels were actually based on what's in the music, they would <laughs> right. totally be in the same yes. thing. Right. But, right. Yeah. But yeah. But I would argue that not every, uh, and so, so Tarja actually wasn't unsuccessful as an opera singer. Um, and that's kind of where people had a problem with her. Because she wasn't truly a metal person, you know. Um, so you were just saying earlier, and it's like, oh, we get the we get the opera chick coming the, the in reject. because and Wait, it's so the what, rejects what is what you're her, saying. What was her career? What did she do? Um, I, you really want me to look? Oh, at, I well, you, well, yeah, you I, said I they like found that her when she was a student, though. Successful, so maybe. Um, so but thought... she was performing in in lots of things, from what I what I. I mean, but there's successful and then there's like, okay, but what really is success? Are you saying successful is only, only within the classical world? Because she definitely did a lot, no matter what you think about her. I think she got into Nightwish too young to say whether she would have even been, I don't think she. Well, she's doing stuff now. Well, yeah, she's obvious now she is, but she she was already famous. What's she doing now? I don't know. I mean, she's doesn't not. Matter. She's she doing not, her own solo she's stuff. Not saying she's like, not at the Met. Is no, what no. I'm saying. Oh, no. Maybe she not. doesn't want to be at the Met. No, that's fine. Well, no. The point is, but, she's not in the actually in like the opera world per se. She's yeah. she does opera, but she does she has enough of a name for herself. She doesn't have to. She could probably right. just book gigs anywhere. And and, and to be quite herself. honest, to be quite honest, what did you say earlier that being you know because because opera opera people are really quite unhappy. Uh, if they are actually doing opera, right? That's because uh, it sucks to saying, do it. It, it sucks to do it but it's, because it's a, it's a shitty, it's a, a a rough thing for to have an opera career from what I hear because yes. they just well, right? It's it look if you're if if like you're trying to be married or like have family or something, right? That yeah. yeah, everyone I know who's in that situation hates it, but yeah. like everyone who's just like. I don't care about those things and I want to be a performer like their their attitude's a little better. Yeah. I mean there's there's the issues that you know are inherent with the status economy. Yeah. But yeah. um Well, there's a lot in opera that goes along with uh female profiles of how an opera singer should should look like they they, they mandated a, pen- a weight limit. Right, but that's a pendulum. The thing is right now the pendulum is away from tone and to appearance yeah and it will probably swing swing but you think so yes yeah because it always does yeah because the weight limit was imposed not the i don't know how many oh. years eight years ago or something like that weight, uh weight limit i don't yeah so, so it, it in started, which direction but it was because like you be, had to be 130 the, pounds or under but 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 this was or under but yes no, but this was a specific this how isn't like an industry-wide when, thing this how is, right you this know was when the opera, opera is over who's so gonna the problem okay so here's a, here's, a, here's, a, here's a problem here's so a problem you got a, a lot of really really good singers that keep being rotated out uh they they keep using the same people for certain roles but here's the problem the lead man is like a tiny dude and then the woman was like you know so there was it wasn't it, realistic it's, it's just funny because it's it wasn't almost, all the time though the cutoff is almost exactly the same and yet flipped from like what they're doing in like uh in france with like the model laws where they have yeah. to be over certain there's like a small gap between so yeah, it's yeah. like if you're too um uh if you're if you're if you're almost way too much to be in opera then you're definitely <laughs> way enough to be yeah. a model but 
Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. Well, so here's the problem is that, that, that the, the whole fat opera singer actually thing is, is actually a myth. You know, it's like not everyone's really, really chunky. But there's different there's different types. Like if you're a Wagnerian, you know, soprano, yeah. and the deal is you need a huge voice with production. Yeah. The thing is more material resonates. <laughs> yeah. Not, if and, larger... and, and the... Well, your resonators are in your head. They're not in your body. You have a diaphragm that controls right. how you project your air into your lung, you but know, how your lungs expand and everything. Right. Bigger people so, have an, e- they have an no, easier access. B- actually, no. The heavier air. you are, the harder it is. Well, you still have to, to develop your diaphragm, expand. but you have more, you have a larger. So really it comes down to, to your diaphragm. With. Not all the time. You can, if you're getting well, fat, you, on the have, size of your you have, right, but people, physiology is everybody's so physiology about, is different. We're talking about, about like pound fat versus, okay, are they, are they just bigger right. in no, terms I'm of stature? In terms of the parts that matter, there is so, variation. Yeah, so you look at Tarja and it's just because people will know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to bring up like Renee's. Whatever. I'm not gonna bring Renee up this. Fleming. Yeah, I'm not gonna bring that up because now we're gonna be like, who's that? Um, but you know, she's she's a wider girl, you know, but she's not, you know, she's not huge, you know, she's not, you know. So so if we're talking about that, then yes, then yes. But you know, there was that's why I think it was a little weird for them to install the the weight limit because I didn't think it actually. Yeah, no, that seems that doesn't make any sense. Goes along like, with. Right. The like, way I don't, people's there, bodies are, work. Yeah, like, are there opera singers <laughs> who are like, like, just intentionally like, well, it's cool, so I'm just gonna get really fat. Like, is that a thing? Like, no, that's why I don't. I don't know, I, what's the point? Like, what are they doing? Well, I mean, I don't know. I know, like, obviously, a ton of singers because I went to conservatory and I used to live with the singer. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, I know them of all sizes. So, yeah, yeah that's they're all over like, the map. Where, where is this? What are they like trying to correct? Or are they just trying to be like, we want? Attractive no, people. No, they, they want attractive people. Oh, yeah. Yeah it's, not, yeah. it's not a tone. Like I'm saying, right now the pendulum is all the yes. way to appearance. Yes. Yeah. And like, so, so she'll probably swing That's back. why so, I'm yeah, saying. You hear, I'm surprised like somebody hasn't like So that's why I'm saying. Them, like, like, I can, I know a lot of. Social yeah. justice wise. Right. Yeah. I know a lot Where of. Where are the warriors? Classical, classical <laughs> people. The they're, not, they're not at the opera. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. Us one percenters at the opera, not like. Yeah, Probably not yeah, the target right. audience. It hasn't, it hasn't reached the opera. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I just, I just think that maybe some, maybe, maybe some people would not play, be play Lava Web a few more times and then get back. Oh, to please me. don't, please don't. Play I know. Lava one more time. I know. Like never. No more Lava Web. No. Um, but I just think maybe with those politics and everything going mm-hmm. on, uh, I think there are some people who are just like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't, I don't no, want to deal tons with those, of people. Like, those politics. And friends... so they just go into other avenues, whether right, it's metal just went or and got jobs, like, uh, you know, people do, other. but stuff, they want to but... do other stuff, but, and yeah, they go get jobs, but then they do some other stuff on the side that maybe the, the rock or, or metal or, you know, other venues of music would be a little bit more flexible with rather than the, the strict structure that, that goes evolves with classical. So by saying if they're successful or not, well, I don't know. Maybe they didn't really want to be successful in that political bullshit, you know? Yeah, but I think my but, question yeah. is still valid. <laughs> Was she successful? Uh, oh, the question. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have a list of her. Yeah, it's like what I'm saying. Is, yeah, so. what I'm saying is like she probably like from what I heard. Uh, like she was in really her young. Case, I have no idea when she joined. She Nightmare, was. She was really young. I think. Like I said, they I think found she her could at, have because people. Well, but she no, but she was still in school. She was doing. She. Was, I don't know. 
like was she i don't know <laughs> i'm pretty sure because that's where they found her at like a music school okay yeah and she was studying and and, and she was like well this is a job and right. it's hard to, to get a job, get a in job music, so you should probably you know, take yeah. a right. job right yeah. music if it comes yeah. up yeah right so so i mean kind of hard to say yeah I mean, they gotta if they're looking for if they're really just cruising for opera singers, Which then they gotta ones. find one who's willing to be in a metal band. And I think now, considering the bubble already burst on that, to yeah, some degree, I think it's I think it's like, over. I mean, it's, it's still kinda... it's still a thing that's marketable. It's just like you kind of probably have to be good now to some degree. You got like, past peak. No, it's not gotta, even that. No. No, no, I'm saying like the post like Evanescence Lacuna Coil boom. Is oh, over. Evanescence. <laughs> well, that's not right. opera. So no, no, I'm talking about metal again. Oh, and females in metal. Well, yeah, females in metal. Okay, so uh, sorry, I, we were talking about Tarja, so I'm sitting here thinking right. we were talking about She's, operatic. Right, and her, she was part of that the she bubble. was like the underground end of that boom i guess yeah you're right Coil and evanescence and I, ha- I hate that they're paired together Coil because got it's big not because of thing, evanescence yeah. they did yes, yes so i would agree evanescence lacuna coil coil and then my wish is kind of under here but yeah. they're basically paying off now right because again everything right. sucked and Nightwish is hanging in there. And yeah. they kind of shifted a little, but basically played to their audience. And right. so uh, I got super bored, but their fans loved it. I did too. I, I stopped um, listening. How can we not but... mention The Gathering? Because uh, after yeah. we had The Gathering, right. The Gathering is probably <laughs> worth mentioning. Yeah. Annika. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know, like... It, so I actually don't know anyone who listens to them. So I don't well, know like if they were big at any point. I, I think they were. They I, they were. I think appeared to be at least in Europe fairly equivalent to like Lacuna Coil when they were when Lacuna Coil was still underground. Like, but I don't think they. Well, I don't know when how long they were active because I don't think they, they ever. They, they evolved quite a bit from like, a, from a, from like yeah. this sort right. of gothic well, flavored band to they, more of an all rock band. Right. I yeah. think they had a, a a steady underground like a steady niche following, which is now paying off in that people know who Annika is. Right. But I don't think the gathering ever really got big outside of like an underground kind of thing. As yeah, far the as one I know. the one record that's usually cited is sort of their their big one is Mandy Lion. Yeah, yeah. that's the one that's, the only one I know of. And that's right. the thing I don't even know if they it's, keep it's making good albums album, after but, that. Really, yeah. No, they did. Yeah, that wasn't their last. Well, they one. had several. No, yeah, but I mean, yeah. but like I heard less and less about them mm-hmm. as they came, even yeah. in the metal, you know, community, yeah. which was the kind of where you, I was hearing about them, um, but. Uh, what I'm saying has happened is that there was a huge boom where people were literally like Lacuna Coil suddenly broke through what was, you know, the imaginary barrier yeah. because yeah. all of a sudden it was marketable. All of a sudden people were talking about it. Right. You know? And so that clearly that bubble, the initial bubble from that popped. Has popped. But yeah. now the new thing is this symphonic thing, which is consistently worse and more <laughs> yeah. specific and like, like compartmentalized but if there were good better examples they right. could be potentially successful because epica is definitely doing well they are epica played uh the hammerstein uh last time they were here um which is pretty big yeah um Requiem well, and it, it's not as if it's only symphonic metal that's getting progressively worse right i mean there's Many genres of oh, metal yeah. where, where it's all just the, everything the is just is they're bad. just copycat. You know? <laughs> yes, yeah, right. music, music is bad. bad. All, is bad. All, all music has bad components to it. 
So, so I'm just saying that's nothing good, special about symphonic. In no, that it's just a, no, but it is special because it's particularly insulary and incestuous, and that makes it yep. worse. Again, when you have right. specific criteria, mm-hmm. yeah. the bandwagon jumpers that come in behind. You're catering <laughs> the specific criteria because it's the the kind of thing you want to do, but mm-hmm. in a way that circumvents you trying to make good music or find yeah. people who are good at it. You right. know, there's there's a lot of just oh, well when you copy stuff. anything it just doesn't always turn out you know well you yeah when you make a copy of a copy yeah right it's like <laughs> it's like cover bands it's okay you know de- you further degraded right so it's like yes we've heard that before yeah. and moving on and that is that is the thing about symphonic metal that just you know it's it's okay how if, much if, can you do if now you're looking at especially main... if it's just women like you brought up earlier like is there a symphonic male metal, there, metal band? There are trends in other uh, other areas know. of metal by women uh, and stuff. As far as like, they're more uh, like mainstream rock. I mean, regressive rock, uh, mm-hmm. like like a hailstorm or whatever. I mean, again, oh, every yeah, example of her is awful, but it's like, <laughs> hey, that's a bunch of women. Okay. Cool. Good for you. I, yeah. I'm and, and we've already mentioned the uh, agonist, but then there's also yeah. the contortionist. Yeah, well, there, there's, so yeah, there's a whole trend of what, uh, genre, female, what genre is that? I mean, I don't it's even know. Extreme metal. metal. It's, it's all extreme, extreme metal. metal. Yeah. It's like huh. Arch women. Enemy, right? I mean, these oh, are the and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Actually, they, do, they, do the, they do the extreme vocals, yeah. too. But so, so here's is, the thing, right? So, look, so you've got your, you got women getting into extreme metal, and then you've got symphonic metal, and like, there's no if you went like this, they would both potentially suck less and be more interesting and very. I think so too, but which instead, is why they're touring together. It's like death and roll. A little oh, more yeah. recently. And, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're they're touring. Uh, you know, Arch Enemy was touring with Nightwish, and did you know? Did you know Richard Dawkins was is on the new Nightwish album? I didn't know this because I've not listened to the new Nightwish album. I've no. not. I've not purchased it. I know it, there's a, a but... song about. Uh, but they are Darwin. That's really dumb. Yeah, then that's then that's probably what it is. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even listen to it. I was like, oh, okay. But anyways, my point being, is it about musical Darwin? My point being, bought this album? maybe they're maybe they're hoping they'll be more interesting if they just collaborate forces and tour together. But I agree, if they if they combine the two, that actually would be really a lot more interesting yeah. well, and yeah, more it's, dynamic. There's it's the it's it's that there's this unfortunate. I mean, okay, I look at it like on the one hand. In order for there to be a change in in attitude and viewpoint, uh, there need maybe needs to be uh, kind of like, like you swing to the opposite end before you can kind of end up in the middle and mm-hmm. balance it out. So right. in order to get women to be more of a regular thing, there's going to be some of this very check overt, out this tour. Yeah, like, there's a lady at least one in each band. <laughs> like that's what you're getting right. Is right. like what's the same between these two bands? There's a lady in it. Right. Like, it, has to be, it has to be an overtly yeah. obvious thing before then people can just be like, oh, that's just, that's just that's, a thing. Right. It's not yeah. like that's just yeah. metal, okay. right. metal female voices fest, right? Isn't that a thing? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Right. There I mean, is one. Well, every if, metal if, magazine still does like a, a yearly like I mean, top chicks in metal. Here's pictures of them looking. <laughs> so, like they yeah. still have that show all the time. Right. Like, in, this, like, in this moment. But like, oh, God, I hate that. But here's the crazy thing, right? So you get this ridiculous like. You get this ridiculous uh, two-sided thing, right? Where on the one hand, people are like, fuck yeah, ladies and metal is great. But on the other hand, you're like, did you notice that there was a heavy emphasis on the photo shoots? Within and- Temptation. Oh, God. Oh, oh yeah. Horrible. I actually, I actually like that one album. 
Uh, no, Mother Earth. Silent Force. Silent Force. No, I've never heard the. the I just, never I never, I never before. got past one song. The, I, if you no, did, I know, I know oh, it. Stop, stop. I know it's not very good, but I, I actually like that. But it, but it hooked Force you. Song. It they have you. this one, and they have this weird video for the, one of the songs on there, where it's like they're at like a like a dance, like a disco dance club or something. What? Yeah, it's really, and it's like about a murder or something. It's kind of, <laughs> it's one of these things where it's like a co- complete disconnect from the song, but to the point where you're like, this is the video kinda, makes no sense. Right, you're like, this is cool, like right, but it makes. Epica just did that recently. But it actually, makes, and I was but like, it's not like how every '90s video makes no sense. You know, like you know how in '90s, this is my favorite '90s video <clears throat> trope is the like, we're biking through suburbia and there's someone, like vacuuming a lawn chair under my <laughs> what? no you know what no you know what i'm talking about like uh, like watch any um just uh, doing something random watch, I get like, what you're saying. okay yeah. like like so the the video people might like remember because it was it was sort of to the max but it had some of these things was soundgarden's video for black hole sun right, where it's like yeah. the exaggerated faces and stuff but that was a 90s trope like if you watch like a tonic video it's the same Right, crap, oh, yeah. slow like motion this, suburbia, right, slow yeah. motion suburbia absurdity, where it's like packaged America, plastic and right because, craziness. Because as we've discussed, the '90s was all about white people whining about how much right. it sucks to be like, right? How how like, hard it is to be in class, college? How hard right. it is to be <laughs> the ruling class of the right? No, dude. 90s. Are we talking '90s like grunge era '90s? Like lyrics and stuff. Right, no '90s music. Was like awful, like college yeah, music. Yeah, it was. College music, college, was awful. Was college music, and like, I mean, it was like grunge and like alternative was like the start of it because that was all yeah. super whiny, whiny, white whiny, whiny, music. whiny. Oh my gosh! And then in like oh late nineties and actually early two thousands, I think is also where the college thing really just took off with like. Like three three eleven was an inside job. Three eleven was an inside job. <laughs> they were way too terrible yeah. to be a legitimate band. Yeah, that was somebody was behind. That. I will definitely somebody set definitely that up. agree with that. They need to wow. investigate three eleven. Yeah. Need to really look. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, it's just, but yeah, we were, we were just the whole college rock thing was just all about being like. It's really like like that song, but the verb is really to be tough me. to be white and in college and <laughs> not have any real responsibilities. <laughs> I know, right? Like yeah. sometimes things are hard, and like other times there are things there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was like so much. My, of, my yeah, father asked me one day, and he he goes, "You know, the early '90s that that time that was that was weird, wasn't it?" Yes, and Skid I was Row like, was "Yes, popular. yes, it was." <laughs> and and I was he was like, "Okay, I'm just making sure that you know." That was that actually was supposed to be weird because I thought it was. I was like, "It was weird. It was weird." Oh, totally we, off we the rails, yes. We had Skid Row and crisscross, and like, <laughs> and like Hammer Pants. Like, yeah, early 90s was a strange time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this podcast would have been appropriate in that era, and, uh, no doubt. <laughs> Too bad there were yeah. no podcasts. Yeah. 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 Too Did bad not transfers. Exist. But it's not like we're going forward in time. Oh, dude, <laughs> progressive could, rock is all the rage. We could, you could what totally you, do a Seattle episode. You could totally do an episode about yeah. how, what were you saying about uh, uh, Nirvana and... Um, you know how that influenced the where metal because metal was underground during well, that time. I mean, I think that the, the the accepted narrative is that metal metal needed to be refreshed at the end of the eighties because it was just well, complete no, shit. Here, well, here's the hair metal, here's right? The yeah. thing. And, and 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 Kurt Cobain was kind of the bullet that killed 
hair metal. Right. The butt bullet. But the You know that the dude he got the shotgun from was in a metal band. Oh really? The guy from <laughs> oh, is the dude shit. from is the dude from Earth. Is that is that in uh, in that documentary? I have I don't know. Oh, and he no. talks about it constantly. It's oh, really no. funny. But everyone um, No, no, but the but the thing was there there was there was like serious metal that was going on at the time. It's just no one in America had any idea about it. Right, no, exactly. That's what he's saying. Of, like, and some most, of the and right, some of the serious metal was packaged metal. like like hair metal. Like if you right, you've seen exactly. you've seen the in inlay card for images and words. The Dream oh, Theater album. Yeah, well, they all look well, like they, they like, got the hair and, and dish Fate's it. Warning was like they were trying to make them the next Queensryche, but yeah. it was already too late. It was for too late. Yeah. Like, it was like, yeah, dude, Queensryche only has like two years left, but, so don't but, try to get on that bandwagon. Yeah, but and I then just, they were like, "Fuck you, I'm going to do a pleasant shade of gray." No, and, and I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. in any way that there wasn't legitimately good metal at the time. I'm just saying, well, here's like, my thing is, I was trying to make a point saying, when we were talking about '90s and. Metal in the 90s. Yeah. So my, my argument is based on this, that in the 80s, being in metal often meant trying to get a major label contract and be being willing to put on a unitard and do your hair up. <laughs> and makeup. And, and write shitty music, yeah. you know, party music in order to get the contract. Uh, Kurt Cobain kind of, and, and, and the overall sound that came out in the early 90s slew all that. And Even since then, terrible. since then, um, you know, metal artists, because they're no longer fantasizing about these ridiculous contracts, they're actually, I think they're more focused on right. the art. Well, I think they were for a while. Uh, right. Well, see, my, it, this is, it is becoming more popular. I, I have, I, I have begun to correct my knee jerk response to when people bring up the nineties to be like. Music sucked in the 90s, but then I remember that a lot of my favorite metal was made in the 90s, and just right. nobody knew about nobody it. Nobody knew about it. Right. Two-dimension logic. Yeah. Plus of Shady Gray. Yeah, um, and so, right, so I look at this. Forget about like, that. The Gamma recent, Ray, Land of the Free. <laughs> so that, that one, uh, well, like that, that, that Twitter exchange I had with the dude where he was talking about Marilyn Manson, 94 to 99, <laughs> some of the best music ever made, and I was like, no. uh, First, first of all, <clears throat> ever made? Like, you really? know, there's been a lot of music made for over a long period of time. <laughs> Marilyn Manson seems to have been more famous for a lot of his covers than what he's actually done. Well, yeah, done. That, was the, that was my thing, is, like, I, I'll give him uh, Beautiful People as, like, right. whatever. I'll give him that song. Right. That's uh, pretty much where I would... I would leave it. That's the only original that's, song. That's it. And frankly, his best song was his cover of Sweet Dreams. Right. right. And, and his <laughs> cover, and his cover original of, was better. So. And his cover yeah. of Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, I didn't even hear that. that. That actually, he was he did a really good cover of Nightmare Before Christmas, the, yeah, the theme song. Also, I, really I saw him live a year or so ago. And why? Yeah, why? <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I won't get into it. But, okay. Uh, Matt, Matt's boyfriend took him to the show. No, my Ooh. my ex girlfriend uh, <laughs> wanted to to see it. Um, and uh, he, yeah, he, he. I mean, not that I didn't think so before, but he cannot sing in any no, he way, can't. shape, or form. Mm-mm. He can kind of do one kind of like screamy vocal thing, and he's okay at that one yeah. thing. That's, That's all it. I can do. And then the rest of him is gimmick and yeah. covers. And controversy. That too. And, and showing up to creates and, and cash and Satan. And showing up to convention or showing up to those, you know, music award shows dressed really weird and just attracting attention yeah. by that. 
Well, the better metal bands of the era got, they kind of got swept up into the the grunge thing. Like Soundgarden before the grunge, Soundgarden was a metal band and Alice in Chains. And Alice in Chains was a reasonably good metal band from Seattle that got caught up in this grunge thing. They were a glam band. Alice Allison Chains, yeah, but they, no, they you, but they, no, I know. Have you seen the King Five special well, where where uh, uh, Jerry Cantrell's teasing his hair? I, his, I have not. I am okay, aware of no, their their, is, their their okay. you know hair metal history. It was like it was like I want to say Rockin' by the River, but that's not it because there's not a river, and that was the name of this stupid <laughs> thing in St. Louis for Furster. But um, no, so he's like he's like teasing his hair. He's got got it flipped over, and he's like, yeah, man. You know, people want to think this is an act. He's like, but we live this 24-7. And he's talking <laughs> oh about, my. like, their glam metal lifestyle. And oh then, my. and then the, you know, the script flipped. And then you got, you know, facelift. But, like, I mean, I yeah. really like Dirt. I think Dirt's a Dirt's great. really I'm... great album. Like, I mean, I don't care. I also, I also like every Soundgarden album. Um, they have some bad songs. But uh, but I you know I think all their albums are good. I was, I was really only but, a bad Motorfinger guy myself. I, I I did the one that came after that. I never super got, unknown. Yeah yeah yeah. I got but, into that one song with the the the, the guy that drum, drum, drummed on the bucket. Spoon Man. Yeah yeah. That, it's in seven, but I don't actually don't think it's a very good song. The Fourth of July is is a good song. Like Suicide's a good song. Um, yeah. Like Day I Tried to Live is a pretty good song. You know, his radio single. I I feel like Black Hole Sun's the worst song on there. The title track, Super Unknown, is a good song. Yeah, that is the, a good song. But the like the last album, Never the Machine Forever, is in nine. Diddle-dum, 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 or no, thirteen. Uh, yeah, and then the um, uh, Boot Camp's a great song. Uh, Burden in My Hands a good song. Uh, pretty Nice is a good song. But before Bad Motor Finger, right? Louder Than Love. Yeah. Like that whole album's great, and then like Ultra Mega, okay. That uh, Beyond the Wheel, like like that was some of the first stuff that I heard, where, like, like I understood like atonality was like a thing because it's uh-huh. just like or even even the very first Soundgarden song they have, like on the first record on Screaming Life, um, Hunted Down. It's just the, it's the same as like on Dirt. How on um, what's the first track on Dirt? Them bones, how it's just uh, like a right. chromatic down. Right. It's like that's the same. It's just those four notes right in a row, but they're not in a key. Like and you're like, okay, that's that's cool. Uh, Hunted down was a little more of a song, whereas you know, um, them bones was more metal. But yeah, yeah, know. my 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 favorite Alice and Chain song. I don't even think is on one of their albums. It's on the singles. Which one? Oh no, it is on. It's also on Dirt. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's featured in the movie Singles and it's on their soundtrack. Probably uh, like Wood. Wood. That's the song. That, yes. I was like, of any song on that album yeah. that you could put on a Hollywood movie soundtrack, yeah. it would have to be Wood. Yeah, yeah. I really love that song. But. Apparently Rat is still like playing <laughs> oh. in like Swedish rock festivals well, and shit. Do you know what the ideal song to ice skate or roller skate to is round round, round. round, round. Uh, uh-huh. how do i One know step ahead there's you. a video of me on the internet ice what? skating to that song yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah warren d martini somehow still has like guitar deals and stuff there Crazy. well there's all kinds of people who like for whatever re- you know like people who weren't even in big band like like i don't understand how, <laughs> how blue saraceno I think we talked about this. I've never I don't understand how he got it. famous. I don't understand how he got a guitar deal. <laughs> like, like I literally 
have never heard a song that he played on. I but he has a guitar deal. I think he might have been on Vi's label initially, but uh, oh, we got we got talking about mysteries from the nineties involving Steve Vai. We got to talk about, I just watched this the other day. He hosted an episode of Headbangers Ball. <laughs> okay. And like, I think it was Premiere Guitar posted like three YouTube videos of, of not like the episode because obviously they don't show the video, but just like the parts where he like answers fan questions that they wrote in and then like introduces the videos. And first of all, uh, he does not introduce a single metal video. It's all like, you know, like glam or BS or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like he tells a bunch of really awful jokes. Like, <laughs> like, like you're just like, they're like jokes like you're somebody's uncle would tell, right? <laughs> they're like really bad. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, but the, the highlight of it for me, and unfortunately I think a lot of people won't get this. So this is another band. I, do, I don't, do we talk about these guys? Do we talk about bo- Bad for Good on the podcast? I don't think so. Because I feel like we would have had to. So people don't know. So Bad for Good, you guys watch Salute, Salute Your Shorts, the old oh Nickelodeon show? Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. Right, remember Buttnick, the bully? Yes, uh-huh. He had a glam band. Or, no. Or, I'm sorry, no, they weren't it. like a glam band. They were like, they were like a, they were like a, halfway between a glam and a grunge band because, okay, so they were called Bad, bad yeah. for Good, B-A-D, the numeral four, G-O-O-D. <laughs> and... Huh. And the thing was, I had no idea. This band, the premise behind the band was Steve Vai had he he had like this protege, okay. Uh-huh. And the reason the reason I'm bringing this up is because he mentions this kid on the Headbangers Ball episode. This guy, this kid, I don't unfortunately, I don't know his real name, but his dad had his name legally changed to Thomas McRocklin. I think it was probably just Thomas <laughs> McLaughlin. Wow. His real name was probably Thomas McLaughlin. Yeah. His name changed to Thomas McRocklin. And, he, and, then they, and then he had a band where Butnick was the no. singer. Okay, so Butnick's no the singer, Thomas McLaughlin, and I don't know who the other two kids are. And now, bizarrely, okay, God, I love this so much. <laughs> because Winger's hit was 17. Right. About, like, she's too young. Their hit was 19 about I don't know what, but the video, wow. the video is like is like they are trying to go to their practice space, but there's this like glam band that's like, get out of here, kids. Like, we need to practice. And when they're like, we, oh, well. we rock so hard. And Butnick's wearing this flannel that's like way too Always big flannel. for them. See, that's the thing. Like, they're wearing the flannel and they're mm-hmm. like dissing the, the, glam the glam band. Yeah. But they don't really sound like a grunge band. Yeah. They just, they're like halfway in between. Exactly. So it's super weird. But you should like, go watch it. You should, you should go watch it. The Bad for Good video. Bad for 19. Good video. It's, it, is, it is bad. And you should feel bad, <laughs> and they should feel bad. But at the same time, you can laugh because you're like, "This is a Butnick's band." But yeah, with Thomas McRockland, who like oh went God. on, who went on to be no one apparently. Yeah, I don't no know. Yeah. Um, and then Steve Vai calls out to him. But no, this premiere guitar article, I I recommend watching. Like it's cr- it's cringeworthy. I had trouble wow. clicking on the third video, but I was like, <laughs> I, I but I need to see where this is going. It's just it's just a total. Total disaster. Wow. It's it's more awkward to watch than when Nitro hosted Headbangers Ball because oh, wow. that's just bad. You're just Nitro. like, yeah. wow. You're like Yikes. these guys, right? But where Steve, you're like Steve. You have a degree and you played with Frank Zappa, <laughs> and like I feel like you're a reasonable guy. 
And here you're doing everything you can to relieve me of that impression. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I definitely know. want to see that. If anyone's a huge Steve Vai fan, by the way, no. um, you should write into the hate mail because I have Steve's old front of house rack and I don't want it anymore. I want to sell it. So if you want to buy so Steve. If you want Steve Vai's old rack. Old front of house rack that he took to Japan with then, his production company's phone number on it. Email hate mail. I like Steve Vai, but not that much. I, 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 have a weird, I really like Steve Vai, but at the same time, I can't claim to have spent that much time listening. Like I, I look, you need to listen to the grand total of one song. Right. For the love of God. Yeah. That's it. Well, that's the thing. Right. So I've, I, I, it's, if you've heard that, that's I've, all you need to hear. I've listened to him more than other instrumental guitar guys, but I just don't spend that much time listening to instrumental guitar music. And I never really, ha- I'd be like, I listened to the album a couple of times and be like, it's pretty cool. All right. There's only so long. That you has can a guy singing for me. It. It's, Alice just wasn't, for yeah. me, it's definitely Ron Jarzenbeck. Oh, like, he's great. No one is even close in terms of oh, yeah. how much time I spent listening to. Well, yeah, I, guitar I, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know that about yeah. John Petrucci. I still have. I, I still. Uh, I meant to email him. I bought his like breakdown of whatever recent uh, spastic the ink video. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And he sent me an email being like, you know, how did you like the video? You know, are you do you you know just a good survey stuff like, do you plan to actually use this? Blah blah blah. And I kind of wanted to write him back and be like, yeah, I was actually considering using something you know vaguely similar to this, and it was a good video, and you should make more of them, and I will buy them. No one else probably will, but I will buy them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, but it was cool that I mean, it's it's especially someone in his position. It's a good move to like that's good. Good follow up. Do we do we talk about like how we got into that stuff? Have we ever talked about this? No. I how I so. sent him the theory books. I don't think we do. We I don't know if we talked about that on the podcast. Yeah, I, know you I mentioned don't know. It. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, like uh, uh, I emailed him. This was like 15 years ago. One day about some. I can't remember what it was. Something about like I just gone to Planet X show, and I, I can't remember why what I wanted to talk to him about. And he was like, "Oh, that's funny. I was just listening to Planet X and thinking like I really need to like understand." more theory and i was like well there's this book you should read and i sent him a photocopy of john ron's basic atonal theory oh nice. yeah and then like and then now he has all the and people are like yeah he's like the guy with i'm like all right i mean i'm like i'm like if no one's gonna listen to my to my thing that's that's fine but you know okay you can can have that one run <laughs> well but, and you know i mean look at how much it's doing for him so yeah i yeah i don't know i i but hey man mathematics it's coming out yeah slowly piece yeah. by piece by piece by piece that what that third watchtower album yeah oh, they should just call it piece by piece they should call it chinese democracy piece by piece <laughs> north korean democracy <laughs> piece <be> by piece <laughs> that's uh yeah but the point I wanted to make earlier about Rod saying like dream theaters being marketed like is glam or something. No, images and words is basically Toto Five. So, so <laughs> yeah, I would they... say like they just wanted to you know look like Toto. Yeah, well, I mean they, they look were, pretty glammed up. They were though. I, I mean, that's, but they but they were because that's what they were into. You know what I mean? Like there was no up until yeah, we had Winter Rose. Come on, yeah. Well, exactly. I mean. <laughs> They that album's awful, by the way. We should sure. make fun of that on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> I mean, look, like there was only 
there was only like two ways to go in metal in the 80s i think you either were there was a spectrum between glam and like thrash yep right that that was, was, no, those but, were the no, options but in america that's what i'm saying right, there's right, all america, this like right. totally like brutal black metal in europe right just no one over here yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about how dream theater looked in terms of oh. the way you dressed as a metal band right oh, to be on tv yeah and like that they look kind of glammy but they don't look as you know who like if you want a good example of somebody who was made to look way glamier rage for order is yeah. like the oh most God, ridiculous yes. And that they flat out were like that. That was not us. We're sorry. Please <laughs> don't think that we did that well, on purpose. Well, didn't it wasn't for a while. Weren't they like no, no, no it was a gla- it, was, it was we were vampires. Wasn't that yeah, like kinda. a thing? Did well, that, that they the, abandon that story? Well, that was clearly the underlying theme, right? I think, and I'm guessing that's a that's a Jeff Tate thing. Probably he probably loved. It. I think he liked how he looked on yeah, that album. Yeah. Did you see him? Did you <laughs> yeah. see him recently on Don King Five when he was singing like '60s? songs and he's wearing that wig oh yeah i oh, that, yeah, was, that, that was that was that was a low so point bad. even for jeff tate he's like I'm and just he's had some low parts you need to points. have a jeff tate episode yeah, well, no, yeah, where so, we listen no. to cabaret <laughs> so no so we're gonna do and i want to do an, we should do a a, a two-sided queen's episode oh uh, i want to go see <laughs> the new lineup or as i like to think of it the third reich because uh-huh. Uh-huh. Been we'll, three, go see, we'll go see tate's reich and third reich right i need to explain this to you there have been three eras of queen's reich right there's there's degarmo there's post degarmo where tate was basically in charge right. and then now there's post tate so we're in the third era it's the Third Reich. Here, but here's, well done, so yeah. here's the thing. I So n- nobody responded to this. Right. When, like, I don't know, was it me? Or somebody posted the the, the new Queensryche video. Or, or it was, like, in somebody's, like, countdown list, whatever. Yeah. And so I watched it, and I, and I go, wait, at the end, did he say Revolution Calling? And no one, like, responded yay or nay. I, I saw you but, post it. I didn't, I didn't. I, you're like, I didn't make it to the end. Oh, I don't think I did. I know I've heard the song, but I don't think I listened to the whole thing. Uh, I've been meaning to listen to the new one. What I heard, it sounded a little better than the previous one. The previous one, uh, the production was just painful. And also it wasn't very good. And it wasn't very good. I mean, it was like clearly like we're like, we're writing metal again. Okay, good. The new one sounds like they started to at least get a little more in the groove of actually writing metal. Right. I heard that one song and I thought, yeah, this is better than anything on the other album. But but my mind was so stuck on, did he just say Revolution Calling? I would be surprised if he did. Because, you know. uh, So, and then I never was like, I'm going to go listen to that album now. Um, I'm intending to listen to it purely out of my enthusiasm for Queensryche historically uh and so that like 30 years ago right and and next time they come around i plan to see them like with the new singer and stuff because i figured what the fuck the fun fact parker ferguson is no longer parker lundgren oh yeah right sorry parker ferguson is is that like no that's parker lewis can't lose parker lewis yeah (laughs) i don't know who parker ferguson is wait i I think he's this guy i went to uw with don't look that up uh, uh, yeah, no longer married to Jeff Tate's daughter or whatever. Uh, well, yeah, he's he in la- the other. Well, no, but it, it was like it only lasted like six months or something. Yeah, but hey, he got a gig, so yeah, right. He's also a comparison in Dorsey now. Oh, really? Yeah, him and Fred. Him and he's kicking it with Fred. Fred Broom. Oh, yeah, <laughs> your boy. Yeah, FB. Yeah, FB. Uh. Well, no, I was going to say the Ghost, he, he and Ghost Ship Octavius guy, he actually apparently oh, huh. was playing with them. 
I don't know if, if it was like a guest thing or if he was actually on the tour, but when they came through New York, I didn't see it, but they posted on Facebook apparently. <laughs> and he said that uh, they were doing like comparison promotional stuff together to him and Parker. So they can be a name. Interesting. Probably. I hope, maybe. I don't know. Actually, that's I'm a good question. Jazzed for name. You should check out. There's a, there's a comparison group where somebody did post about like, who's like, what is everyone hoping to see at Nam or whatever? And I was like, were you like guitars? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I don't know. It's like, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or your music is If you didn't send that hate mail, but don't send it to the hate mail address, send it to ymibpodcast at gmail.com, which is the new hate mail address or email address. If you don't, hate us you can also like us on facebook and follow me on twitter at the one true met and also instagrams and also whatever the uh, next fucking thing i'm supposed to be on is 